0: Yes. Yes! You know why I have this excitement today on September 13th, 2023? Why is that, Tim? Because the first two emails in today's QFTA, and maybe the only two emails we get to, Wow, are both erotic stories. I couldn't be more stunned. I'm excited. Furthermore, I haven't read them yet. Now, I read an excerpt on TMA this morning from one of them first one, I told you this I think I was browsing my email before balloon party and I said,
1: this comes
2: from Jordan You did you, did. you said exactly like that
0: <laughs> And I thought, oh Jordan could be a female. Yeah oh yeah I don't think so. Rats because it's signed by Roe Daddy.
2: <laughs> well, be a very forward-thinking right. female.
0: Uh, and then the other one is signed by, I didn't include any names, but obviously keep my email address out of the reading, thanks. Right,
2: because often what we do is we give full email addresses.
0: You would like to contact this person. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency online at carltoninsurance.net for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you to Ryan Kelly online at thehomeloanexpert.com for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you to Mark Han online at evergreenstl.com for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you to the fine folks at Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, and Peter Munganast online at St. stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com for sponsoring this podcast. And thank to Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling online at Design Service.com for sponsoring this podcast. And I read, Tim, I have always wanted to send in this erotic story. For the record, Jackson, you can send yours in. Questions, comments, anything. Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Tim, I've always wanted to send in this erotic story, but have hesitated because I know you and Jackie Boy always want the story to end on a quote unquote finish. But this story is a tale that still makes me shake my head in disappointment 14 years later. Oh, boy. 2009? Nurse? Yeah. Yeah. We go back to my senior year in high school. Young boy with long blonde locks and an athletic frame. I would not consider myself picky when it came to women. I had the athletic, the nerdy, the thick queens, and even the obnoxious. But here we are talking about a different kind. Emo. Mm -hmm. I cannot recall how us two ever became friendly. Probably from hanging around some of my friend group. We had hung out as friends a few times, and it never led to anything sexual. I never really thought much of it, and certainly didn't think it would ever get sexual, but just enjoyed hanging out as a friend, and we really just vibed with one another. Fast forward a few months, and I went over to her house and hung out drinking a little, which led to a little kissing, but it never went past that. I thought things were kind of fading, and a few more weeks go by, and this is where the real story starts. We had been texting throughout the day, and she was telling me she was going to be hanging out with one of her other friends who happened to be an Asian girl. Huh, this might be where I go. Maybe I should read these first. (laughs) Oh, thank God for the shears. (laughs) I had a class with the friend and spoke a few times, but wouldn't say I really knew her, even what she was about. Texts are flowing back and forth into the evening and can tell they both have been drinking a little. Out of nowhere, I receive a phone call from her and they both are doing the whole giggling thing and start telling me I should come over. I didn't have anything going on, so I told them I would come over. Now, Tim, I would consider myself a pretty good judge of character and knowing if I was walking into a situation where I thought it would lead to shacks. But my God, how naive a man I was that night. I was familiar with her house at this point, And when I called her to let her know I was there, she said, just come through the back door the back door led to stairs and the stairs led to the basement where her room and her hangout area was. So I walk in the door and head down to the basement, open the basement door, and I shit you not, emo girl and Asian girl are on her bed making out. I really like what is happening now. Yeah, serious developments. I freeze and assess the situation. Looking around like What the hell? Is there drugs? That should be a (laughs) t-shirt. Am I being pranked? Like just in total shock. I noticed a bottle of vodka on the nightstand, so I assumed they were drunk. At this point, they make eye contact and wave me over to the bed. And so I head to the bed. Sphincter clenched and trying to play it cool. Like I've done so many times before, or like I've done this so many times before. I sit in between them, and they both start touching me. Being stone cold sober, a teenager who has never experienced anything remotely close to this, and having two cute drunk chicks touching you is a recipe for disaster in the pants. But the real disaster is what comes next. Yeah, I was wondering how this is going to get bad. Right. Well, here we go. It's the final paragraph asian chick stands up and when i look at her in the eyes no one is home totally blacked out now this is an unfinished basement turned room and hangout so there's a random shower down there she starts to undress and goes and turns on the shower and just sits on the floor with the water rolling over her looking completely defeated and gone but i'm still losing my mind and me and emo girl are still making out and We're rubbing each other. (laughs) When out of nowhere. Emo girl pulls away from my face while blowing chunks of whatever beef soup she ate earlier that day. Why do these always happen to our fucking erotic
2: stories? Yeah, there's almost always vomit.
0: (sighs) God. She vomits partially in my mouth and then down my clothes and then it's on the floor. I cannot believe what the hell had transpired within the 15 minutes I was there pure natural unforeseen gift of God straight into the horrible scene caused by the devil himself I have still yet to ever lose an erection that fast and it is still the only time I have ever come close to the less popular MFF I made sure they were both okay and went upstairs to tell daddy or daughters passed out on the floor and then I left last encounter of your had and it still haunts me down below. Signed Row Daddy Motherfucker Okay, let's regroup.
2: What the fuck? Pull it together, boy, pull it together, boy, pull it together, boy, pull it together, boy, pull it together,
0: boy. I was thinking we really got something here. We got a fish on the line is what I was thinking. It had legs. Why does this always happen? Why do our listeners get thrown up on so often?
2: That's not, that's just not an erotic story. Have you ever been vomited upon? I don't think I have.
0: No, not on. called the Rainbow on.
2: Shower. You know, that's a cake. Uh, no, no, cake I shop. know, I uh, know. Not on near. No. Yeah, never on or, unfortunately, like this gentleman, in. Mm. But that's just not, that's not erotic. I mean, it's, it's a sexual story. It's not an erotic story.
0: It's a tragedy is what it is.
2: I guess. I mean, it, it essentially, it was like girls in high school threw up. Like, it's not really, I don't know.
0: And shower in the wrath skeller yeah
2: like there's nothing there wasn't it got <laughs> hot gonna, for half a second near
0: the ice box
2: yeah goodness that's just that's so disappointing <sighs> so disappointing. is Ronnie's hiring I mean you're going
0: back you're going back to Ronnie's again
2: I, 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 I never worked there in the first place but I guess I could
0: start <laughs> alright well we got a second one thank god hey Tim been sitting on this one for a while but now that it's been 17 years, boy, these are old. Yeah, it's okay. old stories of vomit. <laughs> Where's the recent? Hey Tim, been sitting on this one for a while, but now that it's been 17 years, I thought it was safe to put in play.
2: Yeah, just at 17 is when it comes.
0: All, the, all the parties are now <laughs> 50. That's yeah, hot. Plus the three of us involved have all laughed about it as adults, so why not? Night of Game 5 of the 2006 World Series. Mm. I was in my mid-20s. Well, this is like a peer of mine. And a bunch of my work group went down to Al Raboski's to watch the game with the hope... That, did you ever go to Al Raboski's? probably before your time.
2: Was I have even been allowed to go in? Was I 21 and older?
0: I would imagine, but like if you were with your dad, I don't know. No.
2: Shannon's for sure, but never to oh, to okay.
0: To watch the game with the hope that we'd win and either had East... Or party downtown afterwards. Two of the girls in our group were best friends and roommates. I had flirted with both of them over the past few months, but nothing serious. So the Cardinals win. We hang at Raboski's until they close, and decide to take the party back to my place in Brentwood Forest mm-hmm. instead of going out more. Sometimes I li- feel like I live in like the town with Varsity
1: Blues. <laughs> Jimmy Vanderbeek. <laughs>
0: About seven or eight of us roll back there in cabs. We're all covered in beer and sloppy drunk. I remember going to bed around 4 a.m. and my roommate and some of the group are watching Anchorman. The two best friends knock on my door and say they're too drunk to go home. They lived in the CWE and asked if they could just crash in my room or on the floor. Crash in my room on the floor. I apologize. There was no or. Got it. I said sure and threw them two pillows and a blanket. These girls are both very attractive, by the way, and my mind is definitely going places. Fifteen minutes or so later, the blonde says she can't sleep on the floor and climbs back up into the bed. I don't think much of it, as she never showed any sexual interest in me, but then she starts nudging my foot. Hmm. Now we're making out. And I can tell it's going to move quickly by how aggressive she's being, but I'm trying to keep quiet so as to not wake her friend. I gotta tell you, this is a brief aside, editor's note. Yeah, I would try to wake her friend. I literally, the first thought that came in my but head. But didn't is, you like cough one time to get somebody out of a room for a threesome, or or invite them in? But I wasn't gonna have this. was an them. ambiguous cough. Well,
2: I was in a similar situation where whether well, this person wasn't asleep, they were just scrolling, death scrolling their phone, and it's either join in or get lost, sister. Exactly, and that cough
0: was exactly what I needed. Also, thank God for whiskey, Dick, because I would have messed the sheets in seconds otherwise. Well, everybody who emails in has a problem with premature ejaculation, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, because they're always hammered.
0: (laughs) Next thing I know, her brunette... Next thing I know... (laughs) Her brunette friend is on the bed, too. God, Jackson, I'm so happy now. Yeah, this is getting hot. And she starts kissing my neck and grabbing her friend's ass. God, I've been waiting for this. That's why I started the podcast six years ago, for this moment.
2: And 25 minutes ago,
0: we were breaking down, you know, who's going to replace Aaron Rodgers. That's exactly what we were doing. Things are crazy. Yeah, balloon party. I'm blown away, but down for whatever at that moment. Hey, you can see the Cardinals win the World Series, and hours later, the less popular MFF.
2: Yeah, that's got to be the best day ever.
0: I'm not thinking about the awkwardness that will follow. In, in the office on Monday. Hold on. In the office on Monday. Where'd this come from? Yeah, did, we, I, t- did we talk about being co I didn't hear that. Well, what are we doing out here with this email? Yeah, leaving out vital information. Now I'm going to blow past it. Cool. Within minutes, the blonde is performing oral on me while I am now making out with the brunette. We went at it for a good hour. Wow. And every variation was on the table, including the two of them putting on quite a show. Finally, we all passed out naked and fell asleep. This is great. Yeah. It actually happened finally. We did it. We did it. Nice. Yes. Nice. I woke up around 9 a.m. the next morning feeling like shit. I go out to get some Advil and water and I come back in the room. The girls are both passed out. I go to take a shower and just stand under the water for 10 minutes feeling miserable. Next thing I know, the blonde is in the shower with me, and we're at it again. Jeez. I remember thinking how loud she was being and how four or five other people were crashing out in the living room. once again, who cares? We get done, and I put on some clothes and get out of the bedroom. I never once asked about birth control, and that thought, oh, no. I hope we're not, like, somebody celebrating their 17th birthday as I read this. I hope there's not a byproduct. I never once asked about birth control, and that thought hit my anxiety hard for the better part of that Saturday, but it was apparently not a concern. For the next year or so, this became a somewhat regular occurrence. Oh, my God, it's all happening today on the podcast. With the three of them or just him and the blonde? I don't know. We we would all be out, get drunk, and end up back at my place in bed. By then, we weren't all working together anymore, and some of us started to get into relationships, and it just kind of fizzled out. No drama, no bullshit, just casual three ways. in print with fours is great. And I'm coming to the end of the email. There's no, there's not gonna be any vomit. I don't think. Funny enough, we are all married with kids now, and the brunette's daughter and my daughter played soccer together last year. I know her husband pretty well, and it's never awkward. Multiple happy endings to the story. I didn't include any names, but keep my email address out of the reading. Thanks. Oh. that's one of the best Iraq stories you've ever had. Might be the only one where somebody came. <laughs>
2: Son of a bitch. For a year, after, so the Cardinals winning the World Series, and then for a year afterwards, yeah, the, you're having regular... Is the
0: caesars Turist, khalil Green era?
2: Yeah, yeah. Fun, right. fun. Tyler Green. Uh, for a year afterwards, you're just having God. casual threesomes? No gonna, strings attached? I'm going to
0: bask in the afterglow right now. That's awesome. This puts me in such a good place. That's so cool. That is my dream for you. Ah, would be lovely. My time... Is over. Mm-hmm. If it were to happen with me, it's a once or twice time divorcee. yeah, and then like her seventeen year old's gonna walk in. Yeah, it's gotta
2: be tough. Tough, tough,
0: tough. And I'll bite on her lip and fill her. Will shoot out. <laughs> Still hot. Um, but your time is now. You're 25 and a half. You haven't even reached your peak. You could have this. I could. You're a cocksman. (laughs) It seems
2: like it fell into, quite literally, fell into his lap. I mean,
0: the Cardinals win the World Series, October 2006. Six, seven hours later, he's involved... And I, you know, I'll give them the benefit. That with two attractive women, a blonde and a brunette, and then they kept doing it. Yeah, that's the key. God, that's so great. That's what. Oh, I just, I just want to go back. Eddie Money, I want to go back and do it all over. But I can't go back. I know. I want to go back because I'm feeling so much older. But I can't go back. I know. Eddie Money, and then he goes into a sax solo. It's a whole thing. Son of a bitch. Fuck me. Nice. I, I first want to commend you.
2: Uh, on bringing both those stories to life. Mm. You know, the way you read it, it really does. It brings it to life.
0: Yeah, you'll never work with anybody more talented. Can't imagine. Is there somebody more talented? Right. I it's guess that's a separate a, email. I'll email that one in. Yeah, under Tim t- 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 McKernan at a, hotmail.com. Timmy
2: Poker at yeah. hotmail. Um, but it, I, the fact that this happened kind of by circumstance, like, oh, it just kind of happened. And then it went on for a year. After. I would be so – I could have that forever if that just happened that, that one night after the Cardinals won the World Series. It happened that one night, and that was it. I would be happy forever. But the fact that it went on for a year afterwards, so probably upwards of 50 times afterwards.
0: I don't I think we're probably going – you're going high on the 50, but it sounds like it happened. Where did it go? I'm That, that part really is the part that makes me happy Asked right. And then everyone that was no strings attached,
2: no one got, like, feelings, caught feelings. And that's
0: that, to me, is so healthy. Yeah. Because as I've said before, number one, we don't kink shame. Never. Uh, but number two, I can separate easily sex from emotion. So I am, I could have been there with you guys. Mm-hmm. I could have been there with you guys. I would have liked to have been there with you guys, honestly. Right. <sighs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy right now. This puts me in such a great place. It's what, it's what we all want. Yeah, it is what it's we really want. It's why you clock in early. It's why you leave late. It's why you're the first one at the facility and the last one there turning out the lights. You're turning them on. You're turning them off. It's for this night at Brentwood Forest, and then it goes so well that you just keep doing it.
2: Right. Man, I would go out every night with those people if I, if I knew that there was a possibility at the end so happy good for you. this person such a what a yeah big comeback after that first yeah story. the vomit comet that was no good the second one it was right in our wheelhouse God, and it seemed God. like there was some, from based on his email he said they were putting on quite a show oh, lesbianism so on top i guess in the m the less popular mff
0: it'd be weird if there wasn't i was about to say like, like how i'm sure that's happened but that's
2: a double standard because if there was the more popular MMF, you're right, you you're wouldn't right. expect two guys you're to start, right. you know. You're right. You're so right. I don't know. If you've had threesomes,
0: uh, email in. Uh, please, as a matter of fact, just if you've been rainbow showered upon. <laughs> keep At least keep that detail out. I was about to say, I've had MMFs, I've had MFFs, I've had MFMFs, MF, MFMFs, MF, And I was about to say the double standard thing is right, but then I remember we also have the guy who put his hand on my ass when I would walk in front of him. But nothing would happen when we were in the bed together.
2: Right. And that that is the key. You'd almost put up with the hand on the small of your back if you could
0: avoid. But knowing where we were most likely heading, the fact that he would put. Like we walked out of the studio right now. Mm -hmm. And I walk in front of you and you you put your hand on the small (laughs) of my back. Our relationship would never be the same. Couldn't be. How could it be?
2: Right. How could it
0: be? Yeah. I mean, Rocky would probably be on Balloon Party tomorrow. So Damn. you're probably going to put... Yeah. Let's watch, watch the small of your back there, brother. I want to know what these girls look like. I do,
2: too. Yeah, send this. You agree with that? Yeah, it'd just be for uh, you and me. That's right. You yeah, know. we'll sign
0: an NDA. I'm sure, happy. Sure. I've got one. I've got one saved right, right now I can send over. The theater of the mind. Don't send in a
2: picture yourself.
0: Because, don't need that. Yeah, don't don't need want that. it. I'm putting myself in a situation. Don't need it. Don't want it. I don't want the pictures now, by the way. Odds are, hey, but uh, hey, if they've held serve. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want uh I don't like 06. Filler season, though. You want 06. Uh, yeah, if you could. Yeah. No problem there. Thank you for sending that in now. Team at inside of inside <laughs> He said, I don't want the pictures of him now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny. You're a funny guy. You know that? Funny how? I uh, amuse you? I you. Amused Thank you. You know that came from Pesci was a waiter. And he was waiting on a, uh, a known mobster, and he said something like that to the effect of, "Like, wow, you are funny." And the guy, like, really grilled him. It was like, "I'm funny, really funny? How? Yeah, that's a Is real that story right? from
0: Joe Pesci's past. Yeah." And then he, at the
2: end, I think, yeah, eventually he was like, "I'm just messing with you." I would
0: like to look you. that up and read that story. Yeah, I'm just—he was like, "I'm just messing with you." What if Pesci had come on the Tim McKernan show? I would imagine, that. and then see if he has any erotic stories. He's acting. I know about, he's been dipped in gold. Yeah, he knows act- he dressed up like a vic. Torian. what it was the fabulous... Kevin Bacon was dipped in gold. There was a Tommy Lee Jones.
2: Tommy Lee Jones was definitely dipped in gold. And then uh, Kevin Bacon... Somebody
0: was being called Mary.
2: Kevin Bacon and Joe Pesci were... uh, Tough. I can't remember the name of the damn movie that they're based off, but it's like uh, some, and they're titty-twistering each other. Hot. Yeah, and then for some
0: odd reason... I mean, those are three of the most esteemed American actors in the last 50 years. Yeah?
2: Just fucking each other yeah that was a weird the whole in a
0: movie about one of the most famous moments in american history do you like jfk the movie oh i can tell you don't no i do oh i well, do a lot of course i do
2: okay i was just i was making sure
0: all right what is it like controversial is it good or bad i may assume it's a good on good or bad it Come. is
2: it's just you know it takes a lot of liberties but like the kevin bacon character doesn't really exist oh is that right yeah that was a and then the pesci thing is a weird thing too
0: where he's dressed up like the victorian lady
2: yeah and he's like really manic i don't like that <laughs> that's right I, I like irishman pesci like calm he had and a cool. bad hair hat yeah that was no good but he was just calm and cool very subtle
0: i got a qft asking about mizzou basketball i might just forward this to you so you can answer this guy directly we'll
2: send him a voice note
0: <laughs> like 12 men <laughs> i got back-to-back balloon party questions I mean, we go too erotic. Like, you go from like, the hardest of yeah. directions to God, this yeah. is just like midnight to six. <laughs> but, I'll, I'll, hey, you know what? These come in, I go in order, and then if I fall behind, I try and knock out as many as I can. I don't like using the term knockout because then it makes it sound like I don't want to do it. I just, if they make it to the QFTA folder, they're going to get answered. At least that's my goal. Hey, boy sluts. So question regarding B party. Oh, you were in this email, DraftKings Cal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent this yesterday. Tuesday at 11.03 a.m., Jackson. Yeah. Much of what occurs on TMA is satirical, and it's one of my favorite things about the show. I would tell you this. It's not intentionally satirical, though. Right. I don't, like, nothing, because satirical to me means you get together. It's like it's understood it's satirical. Right, right. Like you scream about crap that you really don't essentially at its core if somebody were to ask me what the hell the show is now one of our sales managers here when the thing kind of took off and we went to hubbard i guess it sounds like a humble brag but that's what happened so fuck off don't care um like in hubbard corporate was going what what's the deal with this thing how are we doing this with a show that's on hd2 we need to find more tmas in our other markets and so i believe it was one of the sales managers spoke at this meeting of all the market managers and sales managers. Um, and they said, it's kind of a combination of Howard Stern and Seinfeld. And I go, ah, I kind of like that. Even though I haven't watched that much Seinfeld in my.
2: No, That's, that's I, I see where it's coming from. Life. Like the show about nothing.
0: Yeah. Um, like today we started the show and I don't know how it happened with like Cardinal talk. And I was just like, oh, fuck. What the, what's this?
3: <laughs>
0: you know? Yeah. And then I tried to rope it in and then I don't know. brought up something. I was like, oh, fuck. What is this? And I let it, you know, I'm just, I didn't, you know. I don't have to be involved. Sure. I can see Ella Reese's Apple Watch update. Yeah. You
2: really think she's better looking than Sky Bree? (sighs) Because I saw a recent picture of Sky Bree, and I was like, holy shit.
0: DraftKings Cal, get back to her email. I like the question, though. Here's the thing for me, Jackson. Yeah. And maybe this will make sense to you, maybe it won't. Sure. I've explained to you and spent... Probably ninety percent of these podcasts talking about, uh, or at least ninety percent of the episodes of the podcast, at least addressing how I need to buy in mm. that the that what I am watching, whether it's literally in front of me mm-hmm. or on my stag, mm-hmm. is on, real. Yeah, yeah. I don't buy into sky Bree. Okay, that's now right. that's, that's my right. that's my reasoning. Sure. So, therefore, Ella Reese is more attractive to me because I do buy into Ella Reese.
2: Okay. And I think that's a fair explanation.
0: There is a certain movement that a lass makes if things are working.
2: Ah, I hear what you're saying.
0: And I, of course, have never witnessed it. No,
2: no. But you've seen it
0: on my television when I would turn on the Playboy channel every morning before getting ready to go to the show
2: just kind of like on in the background yeah
0: this is pre this is this is before you were on the show and my wife just kind of like yeah we subscribed to the Playboy channel which was so stupid for so many reasons number 1 i would truly have it on truly for this is like 2012 to 2017 2018 probably in the background, I understand anybody would go, oh, you were jacking off. I don't blame you for, for saying that. It was just like, oh, I'll ha- it's like I'll have, like, Scott Van Pell, for real. It was just background. Like Hunter S. Thompson. I mean, it, it was just a <laughs> I and, and you think about it, you go, that's really fucked up. And the only reason we got rid of it is because we got to a point where my older son could fuck yeah, around with yeah. the remote. Right. And then that would pop up. And I really look back on it and my wife, who truly is anti-pornography, not like you're a bad person for what she just isn't into it. Sure. I really wish she was. She's not at this point, 15 years, it's not because she's going to go, hey, you know, <laughs> let's see what's doing with Ella Reese. You know, that's really going to get me going. It isn't there. But yet we've been, we've hung out with multiple adult stars, obviously, Lisa Ann, yeah. who I don't even view as an adult star, right. but then I'll say my buddy, yeah, Lisa Ann so is like, oh, Lisa Ann. I go, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. You know, I don't even think of her that way. Caden, Ariana Marie. um, I hope this isn't bragging off my adult star friends, but so I Marie will hang out with these people and not even thinking of anything of it. Mm-hmm. But like, if a scene came on, yeah, she just didn't into it. Sure. But the fact that we were spending whatever it was, fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents a month on the Playboy Channel, and it only got to a point where she said, "Hey, can you get rid of that?" Yeah. Because Jameson was turning it on. Yeah at one or two whenever kids start fucking around with remotes I guess my one year old now is fucking around with the remotes yeah so now it's gone why were we talking about this why am I talking about having the Playboy channel how did we uh, get there I've this realized. is a balloon party email I mean the balloon party is the like antithesis of oh, the Playboy channel oh here I can tell you I can oh, yeah, I put the Hansel and Gretel bread comes it's time for our segment here on the so Tim Current show we were
2: talking about TMA mm-hmm. because uh Satire. We Cal, said about satire. satire. And when you started talking about today's oh, yes, show, we right, started the Sky Cardinals. Brie. And then you said, Believing. I'm looking at Ella Reese, and then I asked you. So I'm the reason we got off topic.
0: So Sky Bree, I don't buy in that she's really into it. Fair enough. I buy in that Ella Reese is. Sure. I doubt either one of them are, when it really gets down to it. I but would I, be shocked. But I've but I convinced myself that, that Ella happens. Reese is. Yeah. I don't know if either one of us would have great dinner conversations.
3: Yeah, it'd be tough.
0: But- that's where I am on Ella Reese. Find her very attractive and I also buy in that she's into things. Sky Bree, I feel like she was doing it because she's like, Oh, fuck, I can make millions of dollars here really quickly, and God blessed by the way, but I'm not really into it. Mm-hmm. That's where I am. And I could be I could be a terrible read. And then it goes back to this movement, the hand I'm the gesture I'm making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm, things I'm are picking working, up. I'm picking up that's up. the movement. Ella Reese has a lot of that going on. Got this guy right. out as much. Right. That's where I am. Fair but enough. then at the same time, not all women make that, that movement. All right, back to balloon party. Nice. Perfect transition. Much of what occurs on TMA is satirical, and it's one of my favorite things about the show. The quote-unquote average old that happens upon HD2 by some miracle from the gods above would not understand the show at face value. Much of it is inside. Can you imagine somebody, like, scrolling through HD2 to find something? Like, I, I don't know if that's ever happened. Like, the over-under 0. 0.5.
2: It only happened by accident. Like, you, like, <laughs> hammer-fisted the radio and somehow got onto it. Otherwise, how could you tune and find it?
0: Much of it is inside jokes, many that go back for years and years. How that was written with caps. Yep. I cannot for the life of me figure out whether or not the regret, anxiety, hatred of hosting Balloon Party (laughs) is real or not. I'd imagine it's played up to some extent, but do you actually enjoy doing it? I know you've mentioned the text inbox on Balloon Party and how toxic it can be. Does this actually bug you or is it played up? Is the show more experimental than anything experimental i don't follow that one like Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually dislike doing the show why do you just sign a contract extension to do it again for another year i want the nuts and bolts and all of the things i like that i want uh, the, nuts and, the, the this t- this <sighs> nuts and bolts and all of the things
2: might be the name of this this podcast it's pretty good nuts and bolts and all the things
0: um all right it's it's a t- here's the deal because i i, I Jackson and I had a moment. We were playing at Norwood. Oh. I really want to just, like, put everything out there, but it's a tough spot because the real answer really gets into, like, the weeds. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of feel like I'm working with people, I guess, quote-unquote, for people. I feel like Tommy Madden and John Kioski are my bosses. I don't think they look at it necessarily the same way because Inside STL owns the show, but I view it that way. hmm uh, and then Tommy said, you just want it to be that way. And I go, I just, I just want to be able to do shows. That's what I want to do. I want to do shows. I'm right. a show person. So you're a showman. Uh, but it's it's certainly a different dynamic than other shows. Like, for example, to to draw a parallel for the audience, Inside STL does not loan the own the intellectual property of Balloon Party. Balloon Party airs on 101 ESPN. It is clear in my contract that any program on 101 ESPN that I do is owned by Hubbard. And I am 100% totally cool that it. it's in the contract you abide by the contract uh so um i don't the, 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 the first paragraph which of course only i can see uh talked about the average old who happens upon hd2 by some miracle from the gods above would not understand tma at face value much of its inside jokes many that go back for years and years but keep in mind when tma started as the morning grind it started on kfns and morning drive and i believe we were following I don't recall if there was a third person at the time. I know I was the third person at a time, but I had been doing the show with Frank Cusmano, The Press Box, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure probably blows people's minds now, uh, from 2003 to the day we started The Morning Grind in 2004. But we were replacing Scott Warman, Jay Randolph Jr., who was a much different guy on that show than he was on TMA. And I don't know if there was a third person on that show. God, if there was. I'd love to. I can't think. I, Dave Green was going from being on air to sales, and that's how I joined the show with Jay Randolph Jr. and Rich Gould, mm-hmm. which I'm sure to people now sounds like something that they would love listening to, of course, if the late great Jennings was still with us, and yeah. Rich being perhaps the funniest motherfucker ever. ever. Um, but I was 25 when I started, 24, 25, and um, it was doing television, so I didn't really who I am now on the air was not who I was then. I viewed myself as just kind of like a guest on their show. Uh-huh. I interned for rich. So I revered rich. I still do, but now I view him more as a peer. And I think Jay honestly, uh, thought, Oh, he's just in here. Cause his dad's the general sales manager. Right. I really do think that. And I think he was a little standoffish with me at first. Then rich left. And, just, well, he didn't leave. He just he just decided he was not going to work on Fridays and didn't tell anybody. And I know that sounds insane, but if you know Rich, you know it's it's believable. Legend. And it is 100% true. <laughs> and it went on for about a month before the person who was in charge of the radio station, the late Greg Marasek, said, hey, we can't have a guy only working four days, right. but being paid for five, and said... We need you to come in all five days. That's like office space. <laughs> For real. Um, yeah, it's a Monday, and we're all working today. Yeah. So, so um, uh, Rich, we need you to come in on Fridays. Nah, I don't want to do that. Okay, we're going to have to let you go. Uh, but then they kept paying his contract, which is amazing to me. <laughs> so Rich would go out of his way, whereas they said we can mail it to you. He would come in, and then he would wave at Marisek <laughs> when he would pick up his check out of his mailbox and then walk out, and they'd wave at us. Oh, I mean, this this really did happen. What a legend. So they replaced Rich's spot with Scott Warman, and I was in the midst of... The sleep issues that plagued me for five years i've talked i think about them at length on this podcast and on tma um and it was killing me in part because i was working seven days a week when you include television but then the real thing i think at its core was i was going out staying out till four or five in the morning at the strip bars every at least one of if not both friday and saturday and I'm like, I got... I can't keep... I love doing radio. I already knew I liked it more than television. But I got to get... I got to get away from getting up at whatever time. I wasn't... I mean, God, I can't... If I was wearing a whoop back then, what my REM sleep looked like and my recovery, holy shit, I, it was a mess. It's a real... It's really... The, the, I regret it. I mean, I didn't know... I, don't, I enjoyed the stag bars and all that, but I just wasn't... I, just, I wasn't maximizing my career ability at the time. So anyway... The solution was uh, Rob Fisher had left to go start working in Memphis, where he's still now working and covering the Grizzlies as their sideline reporter. Yep. And so Frank Cusimano had a spot open. And so I, I moved to start working with Frank. And I don't know if they ever replaced me on that show with Jay and Warman, but I have to think they did. I just can't remember who it was. Maybe somebody listening will. I remember the producer, Adam Hendrickson, who Jack Snow called Arthur, so we called him Arthur. And I know Arthur still listens to this show. Arthur's a great fucking guy. Um, But I don't remember who, because I can't imagine Jay putting up with just doing a show with one other person. Right? That's just just not Jay's personality. Mm Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to at that time. He was making a lot of money because the golf boom was going on. And he would get, he had a shitload of live reads. Yeah. And that's how, you know, they were making money. So anyway, so I do the show with Frank, Martin and uh, the cat would come in, when Frank would be off or at a TV thing, and then we called it the Sandbox. Now, this is where we get into how this is relevant to DraftKings Cal's question about Balloon Party. Because the Frank Cusimano press box audience, probably still today, but certainly back then, had a coronary when, perhaps literally, when it was me and Martin and the cat. Because, as you might imagine, it was a much different show than, you know, hit the music, here's the six points of the monologue or whatever, you know, Rich Grauer's on. So, it was a different show. And... Frank's show. Frank's been doing a show for thirty years. What Frank does is incredibly successful, mm-hmm. but I am not Frank, and Frank would be the first one to say he's not me. But it doesn't mean that I it just, we just do different things. Right. But I'm not going to try to do his show. So we did our own thing. It got a ridiculous amount of backlash. The guys come in from Atlanta. They buy KFNS for thirteen plus million dollars in 2004. I'm working with Frank in 2003 slash 2004. And their whole thing was to make Sports Talk Radio in St. Louis different than it had been because it had been, you know, I don't know, it, certainly not my kind of thing. Right. You know, sports, sports, sports. Right. As opposed to TMA kind of shit. Right. And so on their own, I wasn't even thinking because I was still at KMOV. On their own, they go, "That's." there wasn't even a conversation. That's our morning show. They came in, that's our morning show. Now, at the same time in St. Louis sports radio history, Simmons Media had acquired the radio frequency 1380, mm-hmm. and they turned that into 1380 ESPN. And so they wanted us to be their morning show. Great spot. That's what you always want. Right. You know, you want two parties minimum.
1: more.
0: Absolutely. I mean, as much as you can get right. in in this industry. Uh, and and so that's what wound up happening. Mm-hmm. And Dave Green, who I made reference to actually earlier, is being, and again, I didn't replace Dave because Dave was out. Dave wanted to get away from being on air. He wanted to go into sales and management. He saw that's where the money was, or at least where he thought were the, for him, where the money was going to be. And he was right. And so he was going to be the GM, or he was the GM, of 1380 ESPN. And so he's recruiting us, and and the guys from Atlanta are recruiting us, and we wound up, for, for really straight money reasons, actually, uh, doing KFNS. So we start that. So here we are. We're a desired commodity
1: mm-hmm.
0: by two different parties and the only two stations. Because there was no one on one ESPN at the time. And the first few weeks of the show, it was hated so intensely that I would tell you it makes the hate that we experienced at the beginning of Balloon Party look like it was tepid in comparison. Um, so I had already been through it, I, it's a, but it had been almost 20 years. It had been 18 years since I had experienced it. Now, when you're 25, at 26 perhaps, at that to 26, 27 actually, and you're dealing with that, But again, I'm doing television. I still look at radio just like the Cat and Martin did. as like a side job. But I was making twice as much from radio now than I was in in television. Um, That's eye-opening. And I think I really do believe this, especially now knowing the the people involved in the Atlanta group better and kind of like you can look back on it and know, you know, feel like when you were being told the truth and not, in part because you know the character. Um, I do think they were thinking of getting rid of the show in the first month. I think it was such an intense hatred for the morning grind and what we were doing that they were thinking about getting rid of the show. Wow. I don't know that. I recall having a conversation with the GM about it, and he said, Oh, no, 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 no. Because pr- I probably didn't have a real long-term contract. And if I did, it probably had some out that I was too dumb to be aware of that existed. Or they would have just said, fuck it, come sue us, whatever. I quit. Bought the cat got a new bathroom. Um, in 20, 2007, when they whacked him, even though he had a contract. So, taking that to current day balloon party. Now, there's no social media when that's going on. Right. At the same time, the people who hated it Many of them probably honestly aren't even alive anymore because mm-hmm. it was older people who who hated it. But the whole idea of the morning grind, there—I guess there was a, a plan of sorts. Was there wasn't anything that appealed to? I suppose, perhaps you know, I'm not—I'm not by any means drawing a parallel to Dave Portnoy and what he did with Barstool because I don't really know what he did with Barstool. I just know that he started. But I think I think the same thought process was young people are interested in sports, but the sports media isn't really giving young people anything to consume that appeals to them. Right. And so that was my thought with The Morning Grind. Like, yeah, I'm not interested in interviewing beat writers, and I don't think most young people really want to hear from beat writers unless they're kind of not the kind of guys I'd really want to hang out with. And I'm not saying they're wrong. They're just not the kind of guys I want to, like, drink with or fuck around, you know? So that was the thought process. So I didn't want them to like the show. Yeah it's the Pearl Jam song. This is not for you. I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. I don't want you. I'm very comfortable with that. The problem became when the management experienced so much pushback that then they start to pull off of it. Right. But then obviously they stuck with it, but they stuck, it wasn't like a pleasant sticking with it. I mean, it was always with that Atlanta group tense Um, and feel like, you know, the cat got whacked a couple times there or was close to getting whacked there. He obviously got whacked. I say obviously. I know he got whacked a bunch of times And the, the most recent KFNS stop. Um. So it wasn't like it was pleasant. It's like they came to appreciate it. I think, if anything, they didn't like that we were TV guys doing radio because for them, going out and wearing KFNS on your shirt was like a big— it's like it's Friday night, we're wearing our KFNS shirts— and I still think that is some of the strangest shit. <laughs> I thought I'm glad that I thought in 2005 it was fucking weird.
2: Yeah, that's weird.
0: Oh my god, yeah, that is weird. Like you're at Harry's wearing a KFNS shirt. Like that's a joke now. Well, mean, like, for, I mean, I mean, around, but uh, you know, like I wouldn't. I I don't wear 101 ESPN stuff, and that's not because I'm like I'm down on 101 ESPN. It's just, I feel like it's like a it's like in a way it's like a braggish kind of thing. So I, just I was about
2: to ask, like, what were they excited because they were like flexing that they were on yes, the radio? Like yes. Yes. Not
0: like a promotion. Because thing? they killed it in Atlanta with a station called 790 The Zone. Killed it. Killed it. And therefore, they thought they could do exactly what they did in Atlanta. And I remember they came in with the four B's, and this was killed in the newspaper. DNCs are writing about it. And it was like beer, booze, babes, and betting. And in St. Louis, I mean, I got it. I got what they were saying. Right. But in St. Louis, that's just not going to work. And furthermore, if you were to hold up two cities that aren't L.A. or New York and make them, in 2004, the most polar opposites as far as the makeup of the population, it would be Atlanta and St. Louis. Yeah. Atlanta is one of the most transient cities. St. Louis is one of the most provincial. So you can't apply a business model that worked in a transient city that's old school, uh, this city being old school, in, in the old school provincial city. And also, they were talking about ratings, and I knew that was you can't talk you can't talk ratings in KF and you can't talk ratings in HD 2 It's right. not the way that it works. It's all about does the client get return on investment? That's it. That's it. It's, it's that simple. Now you got to make sure you deliver return on investment with the client, but once you do, then do your thing. Sure. But you can't start going. Okay, well we did this in ratings, and now we get, well, we can do, we can't do because you're not going. You can put whomever you think of the greatest radio personalities in the world on KF, it's not going to get ratings. That's not a shot at all at KFNS. So, fuck, I think I've spent more years on KFNS than anywhere else. But it goes into the weeds about the radio business. So, why is all of this relevant to Balloon Party? Um, so, DraftKings Cal writes, however, I cannot for the life of me figure out whether or not the regret, anxiety, hatred of hosting Balloon Party is real or not. <sighs> Straightforward answer, because he said he wants the nuts and bolts in all of the things. And I know I've answered it before, but I have no problem answering it again. When we were talking with, I guess it was when I was talking with, but I knew I wanted everybody to come over with stations when I was in my free agency, my final year at KFNS under contract, which was what? I guess 21, yeah. 2021. Um, one of the things toward the end of the, that definitely did not start with any talk about 101 at all uh as we were wrapping things up and i kind of had to get to a point where i had it well but i say i we got together Mm -hmm. me you iggy and doug because plowboy wasn't on the show at the time uh and neither was the cat and met at westboro brag on my country club uh but that's where we were just for full details and i said we're not leaving the room until we're you like a jury
2: yeah until we're unanimous
0: unanimous." because i don't care i'm you know, I'm going to be fine either way, and everybody here is going to make more money either way. Mm-hmm. But here are the situations, and what do you want to do? And I'm good with both. There's pros and cons for both. There's certainly the unknown at Hubbard, um, but there's there was a lot of unknown. Yes. <laughs> at KFNS, what do you want to do? And it was instantaneous. With you and Doug and Iggy, uh, on Hubbard, but it but I mean it's instantaneous. Not because I, I think Doug to sum up, and it'll get back to balloon party and the whole thing. Um, Doug's thing, and still really is, which is about as, and I'm and I'm saying this really more of a compliment to Doug, so I want to make that clear. Is ambitious as he shows because I think it's great that he's just does his job and then goes on with life. Yeah. My life is my job. Now my life is more my family, but my life, my identity had been my job up until the birth of my children, really. And I don't think that's a great way to live, but I know plenty of people do it. Um, So therefore, it's not like Doug's like, we've got to get on a huge station and then we've got to do this. and It's just, That's just not how he is. And I'm sure anybody who listens to TMA knows what I'm talking about. He's like, it would be a shame for the... You know, a lot of people to know that this show has got a following, delivers for advertisers, whatever, and never really work for a. I don't know what the right term would be, because I'm. It's I'm intending to take a shot at KFNS, because I really think highly of Dave Zobrist, who now owns it now, and okay. Jeff Witt, who I'm talking to about buying advertising there for Sound Story. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, I, you know, I mean, I did text, he texted with me. He's a big fan of the Lee May Totem Pole. <laughs> <laughs> we were texting tonight. So it's it's not like there's any, and I, and I know those guys know because sure. they were in the same situation. It was the situation there that we were getting. It was not KFNS. It was right. the situation that we wanted to get away from. So in other words, working for a real, that's the, I think the term he used uh, to see what we could do with it. I think that's, I personally, that doesn't Blow my hair or lack thereof back. I don't really give a fuck because I think at that at this point, like, who cares? I mean, shit. I turned down, yeah, KMOX. So right. if I was like looking for call letters, right? So that decision was made, and at that point, which was November ish of 2021, um, Tommy Mattern had asked about me doing a show for an hour on 101 ESPN. And we kind of went back and forth about it, not like in a bad way, but in a I-don't-really-want-to-do-it way, as in me. Right. And my reasoning was, which I guess turned out to be right, but honestly, I just didn't really listen to the station, but I had a feeling of what it was, is what I do and what the listenership of the station, it takes me back to, we now come full circle, Frank Cusimano And the press box. What Frank does, and what 101 ESPN does, clearly works. It's just not what I do. Mm -hmm. But what I do clearly works. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think anybody can dispute any of that. You can go, I fucking hate you, as many of you listening to this do. Um, Or you can be a TMA listener. Well, I fucking hate what they do. Right. But that doesn't mean that it isn't successful. Sure. So that's 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 the thing that I think sometimes people have a tough time reasoning with because then they have to go, yeah, it's successful, even though I don't like it. But it's a it's a peaceful place to be. So that was my reason. And then Tommy's like, well, it's going to be so easy. And I said, I get it, it could be easy, but I'm not necessarily at a point in my career or life where I am looking to like just do things for. Yeah, I want them to be good if I'm going to do them. And so our discussion was. I want to do what I do. I don't want to like go on there and then have to do something that I don't really do. Yep. Uh, And that was the conversation. And so I signed a contract in 21. And, but I specific, I remember having a conversation. Fuck, I'll say I had the conversation with John Helmkamp, who is our general manager. One of my favorite people I've worked for in radio at 1380 when it was team 1380 when we left there from KFNS in 2007 and I said I know you're like he's a good guy he's always worked in radio I mean he's a preacher now that's that's who I, so that'll probably mm-hmm. mess some people up but that's it. so I said what would you do here because I want to start the relationship off with Hubbard on a good foot yeah and I know how much I sacrifice in order to keep the thing together I also know the audience not everybody in the audience but a healthy portion, I think, of the audience doesn't think of me that way. I can't control that, but I can control how I interact with coworkers, because the coworkers aren't nameless people in social media. The coworkers, you know... So I want to act in good faith, but I don't really think this is the right thing for me, and it's not necessarily what I'm looking to do. So he goes, I would say ask for the one oh one ESPN part to be carved out separate from the TMA part. And you try it for six months. And then if you don't want to keep doing it, you can, Yeah, you can, down. you can bail on it. So I went back to Tommy with that. Tommy says, how about we do a year? He agreed to have the two agreements be separate. How about a year? So that was how it played out. Um, I go in there on day one, Jackson asked me about mayonnaise or something.
2: Yep. Shane Beamer.
1: D-
0: Duke's uh, mayonnaise bowl.
2: Yeah, which uh, which substance would you least like poured on you after a bowl victory? To which you responded, mayonnaise. And then I had nothing. <laughs> Seconds of dead air. And I realized, fuck. Welcome to the big show, fella.
0: <laughs> That's what you were thinking? I was hearing her monologue?
2: Yeah, I, like I had never been more scared in my life.
0: <sighs> and so, whoever... I'll, here's a, here's a, here's an overwhelming principle of radio, especially in St. Louis. Whoever shows up and does a show following a show that has just following any show, really? actually, I think you're gonna get hated. Now, yeah. it's just the way, especially in St. Louis. and I believe I say especially in St. Louis because St. Louis is so resistant to change and people who aren't from the market or who are doing something different. So that, having, as I said earlier on, experienced it with a show that now has got a 20-year run, that's fine with me. And I've told the story about anchoring at KOMU 25 years ago and the general manager calling and saying, don't do that crap again on the station. We don't do that here. I kind of wear those things as badges of honor in a weird way, which may be counterintuitive, but that truly is how I look at it. Um, What I was, the thing with Balloon Party... That stood out to me at the outset was this isn't, this is like a, this is like a, like a YouTube comments, STL Today comments, and, and that's what the text inbox was. Like I can read stuff from the TMA text inbox, which rips us all. Oh, yeah. Percentage wise, probably 90, 85% Iggy, 10% Plowboy. Three percent you, one percent me, one percent Doug. Would you agree with that breakdown?
2: Nailed it, Tim.
0: Do you really feel that way? Don't oh, jerk yeah. me. Don't you no, jerk me off? I know. I've... Use your mouth. <laughs>
2: No, I I totally. I think it might like, be. Tim only reads
0: the texts that are bad about Iggy. He doesn't read really, like I, I. Anytime there's one ripping me, I read it just to like make sure I like check the box because they just don't come in that often, or they don't re- rip Doug unless right. there's like a somewhat political topic, and then they come in, and I'm like the whole time I'm going, I gotta get off this fucking topic. Right. I'm not gonna go reading text to you know add more to it. Right. Yeah. No, maybe I've... maybe you get a little more than three percent. Maybe you feel you feel that way. I mean, you would feel if any. If I'm wrong, you would know because. Or yeah. You would feel it.
2: Um, no, I, I, today was an outlier, but yeah, outside of that, no, totally. So you think the
0: 85, 10, 3, 1, 1 is, yeah, representative of the, t- yeah, yeah. And it might even be less than 1, 1. But it spikes one. when, like, right. you know, Plowboy got right. talking right. Tigers or Overall, Cardinals. Though, if you go to a year sample to yes, get a first sample I think you nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So was, maybe there's, maybe it's a little less on Iggy, but then I'd only replace that with Plowboy. Plowboy, absolutely. Um, it's like Tim reads the bad ones about Iggy, and I'm like, "That's what they are." <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what comes in. And the thing is, you know, Iggy rolls with it, he with does. the exception of now, for whatever reason, he's at war with Stephen Wilde and Buck Swope and who else? Okay, Gino Tan, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's real and what's not. Anyway, bringing it back to the, the TMA ones are amusing. They are. The ones initially on Balloon Party were like reading stl today comments and so i'm used to utilizing the text inbox as a way to i don't know what the right word is carry on the discussion for like a supplement the discussion also provide humor and it took one show for me to go oh that won't be happening and i'm not going I'm mad they're making fun of me. I've been getting made fun of, well, for well more than 25 years, but for doing radio and television for 25 years. So, as we've talked about, you get used to it. Doug von Nirvana. That's whatever. I'm going, oh, this thing isn't going to be what I thought it was because I can't read it because it's just kind of, like, hateful and dumb. Yeah. Right, and it's not, exactly. it's, and then it's not. It's like me going to speak at, at the at CPAC. It, it and it, it doesn't mean that CPAC is wrong. It's just I'm not. I don't want to be accepted at CPAC. If I start getting accepted at CPAC, I'm doing something that isn't me. Mm-hmm. So I remember talking to you in the first week of it, going, and the thing that was bothering me so much about it, truly bothering me, is I knew I didn't want to do it. You know. Yeah. And and this is not Monday. Fuck up present my contracts we're gonna have to redact some parts on like previous administrations but uh, you know I've, I've, th- th- there's there's a TMA contract yeah, and there's a balloon party contract and you know and that, that it's one thing if like something pops up and it was out of your control and then you go okay I gotta fucking deal with it that's just the way the world works it yeah. happens it's like how I try to handle back in the day poker how I try to handle if I'm really playing for real money in golf bad breaks happen can't let it fuck up the rest of the hole or the rest of the round. But on this one, I'm going, God, I knew this. It's actually worse than I thought. And I didn't want to do it. Now I'm in this fucking spot. Right. And then if I quit, I know what the thing will be. Just like even now if I quit it. I got fired. I already know because right? I've lived through it because that's right. the way that it works. And people will be all happy about that. And then I got to fucking deal with that on TMA. And it becomes a whole thing. And it's a pain in my ass. Right. So... That was the outset of Balloon Party and why we have every day, when I say Jackson and I have Balloon Party coming up <laughs> 10 o'clock, we'll go deal with it. We'll go deal with the situation. Right. I would say, now, let me make this very clear. I, uh, what are we, approaching 21 months of it? God, wow, 21 months of it.
2: Yeah, jeez. Here's a fun vibe.
0: Oh, with that. Uh, I would say this, without question, it's not like we've won people over, but I think... Well, we have won people over. I wouldn't say we've like won everybody over, but you don't win everybody over. of yeah. people listen to TMA who hate me. No. But I think people now get it, for lack of a better term. And I think there's an appreciation from a good portion of the audience, and I think, especially considering they've extended the show now twice, uh, management... Of it's a change up, so to speak, from the rest of the shows and there is a I guess an appreciation for it's going to be sincere and it's not really takey right. And so while certain people will never like it, um, it's you know I, I, I enjoy it in a different way than TMA. Now as I've said multiple times over the last few months, this is without question my favorite show. Without question, my favorite show, because I am being on Balloon Party. For example, it's like you have something like kind of got into a political realm. I like I can't do that. Right. Something got into a sexual realm. I can't do that. I obviously can't use profanity. Not that I'm like dying to use profanity, but when I'm when just like I think most people, when they're at their most comfortable most people will use profanity sure. occasionally not like they're just dropping f-bombs for the sake of it but it's just how people talk when they're comfortable as i've said before in interviews when somebody uses profanity and then goes oh god can i curse on this i know at that moment that they are comfortable because they have just said something and they're talking to me like we're sitting at a bar or at a restaurant um, and in my ideal type of broadcast setting, I'm not just talking sports, but that's what this station is. That's what they've hired me for. So then DraftKings Cal asks, why keep doing it? Full transparency, maybe this isn't a good idea. I don't know, Jackson, but I'll be honest, you know, from a from an income standpoint, um, you're making more doing that show than I am. We yeah. had a little talk about that on Norwood. We did. When we were at Norwood. It's, but here's the thing so that you know perhaps drives home the point that this is a long term thought process and my goal is to grow with whatever it is it, who knows oh, maybe it's this because as i said this is my favorite one and tommy said i think you're, you're best when you're doing your podcast um and i go that's good because that's what i think too so i'm mm-hmm. glad that you you think that Uh, I, they're, they're, they're making money off the show. And if I go, yeah, I don't want to do it. And here I am pushing for adding to TMA with KG and O-Town and also, Hey, if there is a recession or if the worm turns when it comes to advertising, whether it be corporate wide or St. Louis wide or whatever it is, and then that impacts everybody in the building Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go, we got to make a cut on TMA. Now, remember when Tim decided he didn't want to do a balloon party and that cost us, and I'm not saying it's done like for mafia hit reasons, but if I, you, you do everything you can in good faith. And so that is what the thought process is, is yeah, I'm doing another hour. It's in the whole scheme of things by no means is it like super hard. It is a place where I talk way more than TMA, and I can talk sports, and it's essentially my chance to do that with you. Um, So I'm not going to put TMA or, in particular, most likely, Iggy or the Plowboy uh, or KG and O-Town and their potential involvement with the show at risk by doing something like going, yeah, I know you guys are doing – well with this they're making money I mean well might be too self indulgent but I'm I'm not making as much and then therefore I'm just going to pull the plug or I'm going to say I need to make because it's not that's just that you know that's not that's not how I'm thinking it you want to be a good teammate I, I suppose that's a, a good teammate to Hubbard and a good teammate to my teammates on TMA and that's that's it it, it would not impact my life financially at all. If I said, Hey, I'm just going to do TMA and sound story, which is a separate thing from, from Hubbard. Um, and the Tim McKernan show, you know, I'm sure there'd be plenty of balloon or one-on-one ESPN listeners who hate me would go, yes, he got fired. And then it probably cost him a bunch of money. Cause they think the only thing I do is that one hour and somehow right. I'm able to, you know, support a <laughs> wife and two children doing one hour of radio. Um, but you know, I mean, the, the reality is the, the, the income is is TMA, right. which I would imagine is logical. But you know, I also pay, pay people might go, oh, 101 ESPN is a much bigger station, so therefore it must be right. And that's just I'm just trying to be for the purpose. I mean, I'm telling you everything here, Holy shit. Uh, Am I saying anything where you're going, wow, I can't believe you're saying that? Be honest with me here. Be honest with me. I need you to be honest. Okay, you think that I am. You're debating how to say it because you're looking skyward. It's a tell, baby. It's a tell. You have to understand. I know I own own souls. souls. Yeah, and you experienced it. I've, Recently, seen I've seen it. Recently. I've seen that. Immediately. In yeah. a matter of seconds.
2: No, I don't think there's anything that you're saying that's like out of bounds by any means. You're certainly letting people behind the curtain a little bit, but that's I think the I like allure to do that's that. the allure. The
0: thing that fucking drives me up the wall is that people think I'm making it up then. Like, right. like the fuck like I'm mean, I'm telling you shit that's you know I don't know. I think behind super behind
2: the curtain. Right. I think that's part of the allure of TMA, is that every like you are left behind the like there's things we talk about in T M A that's like inside radio knowledge that I would assume I don't listen to much radio, but we assume that no other like rarely do shows talk about like some of the stuff we left behind the curtain. I think that's part of the allure. And that also creates that sense of community and engagement. So I think that there's it's a great thing that we do. And I think we continue to do it because
0: it brings the listeners in. Yeah, there's I mean, there's a passionate love for TMA, right?
2: Which is you can't replicate.
0: it. Yeah, and so it's just one of those things that yeah, okay, occasionally, and it and occasionally probably is understating it. Honestly, yeah. Um, every few days there are some negatives that come with the passion, but relative to the good, it's it's so minor. It's just like you just kind of deal with it. And it's, if it. it's a regular price, so I'm sure plenty of you have jobs that you're like, ah, I really like this. Okay, I got to deal with this motherfucker. <laughs> But I love my, I'm not going to leave my job just because of this motherfucker. Right. So that's the thing. So if my goal with regards to TMA or this podcast is to grow, and maybe it's at 101 ESPN. I don't know. Just in general, grow. I'm in a growth mindset at 46 years old. Uh, you, you, you know, sometimes you do some things that, in the whole scheme of things. Financially, it might not necessarily have a material impact at all on my life. It wouldn't necessarily be a great teammate move to go. Well, I'm not doing. You know, this one's not making me much, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do it. And I know right. you were making money on it, but I'm not. So you know, you just gotta. As I said, do you pick? God, I can't recommend it enough. Doug doesn't say this, but I, I know he does it. Shit, I don't even know when he picks his spots, but when if Doug were to, because it's like for example, when we had our conclave at Westboro, yeah, debating. Did not any disrespect to you or Iggy, but I'm going to take his thoughts a hell of a lot more seriously. Number one, I know, you know, he's been in it a lot longer. um, And I also know it's, it's the old E.F. Hutton thing, which probably predates you, but this, the commercial was when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. He doesn't really ever pipe up with too much. Right. And sometimes just because he also isn't involved in the business of our show, he sometimes thinks things that aren't necessarily correct and then it allows me to go oh well i know you think that but here's here's the deal here's why this might which seems like it might not be good is actually good and here's the reasoning but i don't i'm not gonna say people with spreadsheets when it doesn't impact their lives um such as advertising revenue and so on and so forth those are the things that when it gets down to it those that's the engine for any uh show podcast broadcast whatever it might be so anyway i mean that's 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 the answer. I, and again, if I, I, I if I hated it, I absolutely wouldn't do it. Um, I think it, it, it you know you're doing things for money. I mean, that's what it gets down to. Otherwise, why do them? All right. You know, but this I view balloon party as part of my overall compensation. And so, even if you wanted to like line item it, then you go, okay, well, you're not really yeah making all, but that's but it's my overall compensation. And I know. What I have gone to them with, and I don't go to them with much at all. I know I want to improve TMA's social media. I know you're already stretched as thin as possible. If anything, I'd like to take things off your plate because I don't want to burn you out. Yeah. Um, so we got to add, mm-hmm. and that's where KG and O Town comes in. And so if I'm going okay, I want to go to I want to add KG and O Town, but I'm not going to do balloon party. I don't know how that plays and mm-hmm. by the way i don't blame them for that because right. i've been on that side of the desk right
2: i think that's the key right there is that you've been on the other side of yeah. the
0: yeah so that wouldn't i mean i i wouldn't like that if i were them mm-hmm. you know if the show were like you know i was making a bunch of money and there was nothing on there there wasn't mungan is the presenting sponsor and angry beaver and whatever else is on there together credit union taylor twelman circa that's it then and you sit there and you go okay and you know, they're probably going to get rid of me Mm -hmm. and I don't go, I got fucked and then go to Dan Caesar, you know, make a big dramatic statement. Yeah. I didn't make a money and time came and inevitably some time will come where I will, that's going to happen, you know, or I just retire from the business before, but either way it ends. It's just the way that it goes. Uh, So that's, that's my mindset. And that, there it is. Hopefully, it all makes sense. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I know that's my mindset. I also know, going back to how it all started, that my goal was to bring the cat and the plowboy over here along with me, you, and Iggy and Doug. Mm-hmm. And so, if I'm going to get that, which was a substantial ask for a six person show right. on HD2, I couldn't go, I'm not going to do the thing you're kind of asking me, not necessarily as a favor, but, you know, certainly I'm sitting here saying, I don't really want to do it. I didn't ask for a slot on 101 ESPN. You can't, you can't, you you know, it's a a negotiation. Yeah. Yeah. So in my mind, all of this makes all the sense in the world, but maybe people are listening to it. And going, the fuck are you do? I I don't know, but I mean, I know, I know. I mean, I mean, I guess I'm in the one that's in the trenches, so maybe I'm leaving details out. But that's 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 how it all came to pass. Because I'm not like going, hey, I need my own thing on 101 ESPN. It is time for the people to hear my sports takes. Tommy, give me an hour. You know, th- and the way it came to pass was Dan McLaughlin was the voice of the Cardinals, and he was going to be on the road, I believe, for the first time because he started doing the show here, I think, during COVID. I think. Or or he would split time, I don't know. And then once he was going back on the road in 22, yeah. then he was going to miss so many days and then he wasn't going to be able to do it on the road. Yeah, And so they're like, we need to have somebody come in and we know this guy's got advertisers and so, you know... We perfect, got it. We got the perfect spot because yeah. TMA is done at ten. Dan was on from ten to eleven. Yeah, I mean, well. if anybody thinks I'm making this up, it's, I'm pretty fucking elaborate. <laughs> 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 but who you know I know somebody will or come po- try to poke a hole in it with some bullshit. Fuck, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, there's the story. What do you want to know, Jackson? You don't want to know anything. You've heard it all. What time is it? Is it's like six at night now. Yeah, it's, it is six, at <laughs> it's night. six at night. I got that. God, What a podcast! We got the two erotic stories and we can go balloon party. Yeah,
2: it's hot. F- It's full. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's six o'clock. I got a indoor basketball game. I got to leave for it in ten minutes. That's
0: all right. I've gone on that long about, it. but there it is. All I mean, I I like the thing. I remember say, asking Tommy a question one time about like I can't remember what it was like our podcast downloads because they were it was it was it was a good thing. It was, and I said, hey, is it all right if I, you know, when I'm talking with advertisers, I let the audience know that, and he goes, yeah, why the fuck not? They're yours. And I go, okay, I go, but then maybe other shows would be like, oh, well, they're way more than, and he goes, okay, well, then they should get better. And I'm like, I go, God, that's so healthy, because <laughs> I'm in this KFNS mindset, and I yeah. say KFNS mindset, it's not necessarily KFNS, it's in a mindset where, like, the, like what I said at the beginning about Martin, the cat, and myself, it's like, well, these guys don't hang out with us, and they go and do their TV jobs, they think we're, they're better than us. We never thought that, we didn't think anything, we just did our fucking job, yeah. and I guess it was successful. But it wasn't like we're like, you have to do a midday show on KFNS. You're not as good as us. I don't even know who—it's just that wasn't the, the mindset. We just did our thing. We just didn't—we we already had friends from our neighborhoods in grade school and high school and college. We didn't need to make friends at the radio station and, you know, go to Harry's to chase ass or go to the Penthouse Club and buy lap dances and watch guys get them. You know, we had lives. right. But because we didn't hang out, then it's like, oh, they think they're better. No, we just want to do our job and then hang out with our actual friends. So it's been a, you know, I don't know. I don't fucking know, Jackson. Why is there a disconnect?
2: I don't know. I don't is know. there a disconnect? Right. It's, it's such a... There, I, wa- there
0: was then. Uh, At that, that time, there certainly was. So it's kind of actually I'm so fucking honest with all this stuff, you know, that probably to a fault, you know. Yeah,
2: right. But I think part of that is the some of that like what you're talking about like that PTSD kind of mindset of, of things that have happened in the past and that, you know, if one thing's happened in the past, it can certainly happen again in the future. Right. And so coming here and things are different than in years right. past, you know, you op, but you still operate the same way. It can come like it that's where the disconnect could happen, I guess. Yeah. But but even yeah. then, I don't think that it's as big as Maybe in our minds, uh, probably it's a, sometimes a situation of like you're just too close to it, and like you step away for a second. And it's like, oh yeah, damn,
1: yeah. People.
0: I just, so. I, I want people. To, I mean, here's a, I mean, I, I get it. If you don't get, like, it's interesting to me that, that DraftKings Cal, for example, gets that TMA is a satire. But again, I, 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 feel like when you say it's a satire, like a satire to me is something that's intentionally satirical. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad read I'm An unintentional satire. satire it's, like, it is an unintentional satire. It's like ask, mocking, like that's exactly right
2: that's when when people ask me what TMA is and I try to do it as quickly as possible because sometimes it can get a little bit of a lengthy explanation and they tune out is the best way I can describe it is a somewhat unintentional satire of a sports talk radio show boy that's nice like that's essentially
0: what it is and then the Howard Stern Seinfeld thing because it's that it's that as well yeah and and so and you know I'm I, I wish I could go yeah it was a Plan. None of it's been a plan, Mm
1: -mm.
0: and you go, holy shit! Like we, we, you were in that meeting with our general sales manager, Kelly Hanna, yesterday, and she goes, "Me, next year's your twentieth year. Twenty years. You gotta make a big deal out of that." And I go, "God, yeah." I go, "But," and and I'm like, "Yeah, it is." And that's true, but I mean, I'm the only one who's been thrown someone away. It's like, it's Tim's 20th year, and I'm uncomfortable with that. Because it, yeah. it's Martin's, it's Jim Hayes's, it's Doug Vaughn's, it's you, it's John Seymour, it's producer Joe, it's... God, I'm going to leave somebody out, and they're going to think it's a shot. Gangster Pete? Fuck, but I don't know. But any
2: show... That's on that long is going to have turnover. Right. I mean, shit, SNL, when they celebrate 50 years, Warren Michaels is going to be the only one who's yeah, been yeah, there I the whole time. Saying. But it's, you're right, know. it's a
0: collection but of the But if it were the the and... Tim McKernan show. Like, I'm comfortable saying this thing will be six years old on October 1st. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it is the Tim McKernan show. Right. But, but, but there's been
2: turn, term- but like Sea Monster, yeah. Iggy, Pete. Yeah, don't know. Maybe, yeah. I don't
0: know how I rationalize that. I don't know. I just, but.
2: I hear where you're coming from though, because it's been there's so many different iterations of it's all been the same. There haven't been content. that
0: many over 20 years, but there certainly have been different ones. I right? Mean, well, Martin, I'm talking Martin like, kill The show never the show never gets to where it got without Martin Kilcoin. Right. I'm talking about like like the And then the show stations. never gets to it get, they got now without yeah. Doug Vaughn. Yeah. But I'm the one who's been here for 20 years. Yeah. And of course the cat. Yeah. But then also you got to include the producers, and as I said, the, the audience contributes. Yeah. To, you know, so Real. much. Um. So, yeah, I mean it's all hey, listen, it's all good, but um I try to to uh, be as hey, here's how and here's why and here it is. Okay. But what how do you explain this? Like, God <laughs> almighty, I just fucking told you like what I make. Right. <laughs> it's almost
2: like because it's so behind the curtain that like they like you even want more and more once it's like once access is Well, sometimes granted. there's
0: just nothing else to it, yeah. you know? I right. mean, it's just nothing else to it. I mean,
2: Probably more often than not, that is the case. Where it's like there's just not as you people think too much of it. Yeah,
0: I mean, it was. We could, if Doug, listen, I'll go, How about this? If Doug would have said in that meeting, and we didn't, we went back and forth because I mean, you got I mean, you got to factor into the deals that were on the table, um, and one deal was certainly different than another. Not necessarily all that much different financially, but um, again, they were, it's all about upside me anyway i'm a big upside guy don't want a guaranteed paycheck but uh if doug would have said yeah i just i really like i don't know what it's going to be like at hubbard you know i work for a corporation because at the time i think he still was doing tv you know it can be rough even Mm. if it's a good corporation because we know what this is let's just stay here we would have stayed at kfns so help me that's the case i mean i I think you know that because you know me mm-hmm. um I would have gone, okay, it makes sense, and I'm happy, and you know you know one of the things on the table, if I would have stayed at Cavanez, I could have moved to Jupiter, like oh. that would have been gone, the house would have been up for sale, and I would have out um but you know that's where everybody was and I went back and forth on it. That's, that's for sure. But that's how that all came to fruition. And that is why it is now. So in my mind, I still want to grow, whether it be this show, whether it be on one hundred and one ESPN or somewhere else, hell, I don't know, TMA, whatever it is. And so you gotta, you gotta give to get. Yeah. And so that was, that was the mindset. And by the way, I am so happy that I did. Yeah. Cause I think it would have set a really bad tone to the relationship. If they're like, yeah, we're, we're kind of taking a chance. Now I in my mind I knew TMA would perform, but I know, but in fairness to them, they didn't. You can have plenty of people as I have had come in and tell you got a bunch of advertisers so you're going to make this money and then they show up and they start their show and you go, "Oh fuck. That w- you don't." <laughs> yeah. They didn't know All, their goal was as they've told me, we just want to break even. And then so when it goes and does well, then it's like, "Holy shit." But in their mind, they're like, well, we can kind of hedge the bet. At least we'll get them on 101 ESPN. And right. so, if I would have said, "No, I'm not doing that. I'm only doing TMA," and I'd like you to bring on six motherfuckers <laughs> to do a show on HD2, I mean, they would have gone. This guy. Yeah. Right. So that's that's it. That's it. And it, and so therefore, here we are, nearly two years later, and it's the same thing. It's like I get it, man. We got we got five guys as it is. I'm looking to add another. I am well aware that the economic climate, for uh, at the moment, uh, with regards to advertising, isn't as good as it was a few months ago. So things can change. Um, and you sit there and you go, "Yeah, I can You got to pick your spots. You got to pick the when and the why and the how. And if I want to, if I want to get something, and by get something, I mean KGO Town, and I want to keep the show as much as I can than me pulling it off of a show that wouldn't that wouldn't be good for yeah, that probably, yeah. and and I and I would totally get it if they would be like you oh, know I mean okay not not like it's retaliatory but we need you know we need, this is a partnership and you're not you're not doing you know so I get it Uh, all right, Jackson. We had another balloon party question. This one I don't think has detailed. Oh, it's from caller Ellen. Hi, Tim. I was listening to Balloon Party the other day when you were commenting on watching ESPN Sports Center and how the anchors look straight out of Missouri's journalism school, indicating do you use your word? They were quote rough. It then dawned on me that you were on 101 ESPN and not on TMA. I doubt every word of your broadcast is monitored, but I'm wondering if at the very least it's not appreciated. Uh, when the mothership is criticized by an ESPN affiliate. Also, I am so excited for Jackson and his new improved self.
2: Look at that. Very nice of you. Thanks, Ellen.
0: I went from doughy to more sleek in my 25th year, and I am so glad I did. I built good habits and, for the most part, have maintained them since. I think it's made a world of difference to my health and outlook. Plus, I'm not a fad. That's from Caller Ellen. Yeah,
2: several good byproducts.
0: Jackson uh what are you weighing in you're at 176 this morning
2: Nah, still so I hover my maintenance weight uh, is 180 okay. and that's ultimately where I wanted to be 175 was like the goal but you know 180 is super comfortable for me and it's very much within the healthy weight range for someone who's six foot one so I'm happy at
0: 180 and you uh it's sustainable and your hair is flush now it's getting do you there
2: notice it do you notice it uh, like when that I do. KG took a picture in yeah. the back of my head and it was uh, it looked good and I was that was a huge moment. So
0: yeah, um, yeah, I didn't. I mean, honestly, I'm dead serious when I say this. I mean, I guess you probably know that anyway, but I didn't notice. I never looked at you as being overweight. I obviously I, don't, I hit I don't, it well. I don't, I don't. I I never. Doug would talk about it with him being overweight. Yeah, I hit it well. Never, I mean, was obviously, it my face? he's not, and the Plow Hawks not. Yeah. but I just never noticed it. So it was the Jamaica trip and the pictures that you going to go get?
2: That, and that's, I knew it for a little bit, but that was like the confirmation of like, okay, like yeah. And it was in my face. Like so I, were, you, were
0: you eating shitty? Is that one? Yeah, just
2: not eating great on top of like, you know, for the first 18 years of my life, yeah, honestly, even the first 21 years of my life was constantly active. You know, in high school, <clears throat> having basketball practice every single day, like year round, because I played basketball year round, that was always you know, always active. So if I was eating poorly, even then, A, my metabolism was better, and B, I was constantly exercising, so it wouldn't show as much. And then right around the pandemic, you know, pretty much stop exercising entirely, and all you're doing is sitting inside, eating, gluttoning up. Gluttoning uh, up. Yeah, and then eventually that takes a toll. So, yeah, like from the beginning of the pandemic, like my 22nd birthday till, you know, 25 or 24 and a half, just – precipitous weight gain yeah, yeah right. right yeah yeah and so that and that was really my face like i looked like a, like a pie face and yeah just kind of ugh, kind of
0: you ever think about creating a health chart that you clumpy
2: can OCD, uh ocd
0: uh, enter in your uh, numbers every single day like no,
2: a I fucking psychopath i couldn't i can could maybe keep that up for a
0: week would you like to know what i name a date and i'll give you in the last 15 years i can give you uh what i ate and november I,
2: november 7th 2013
0: all right Heck of a year for the uh, Missouri Tigers. I was probably on a high. S- Sorry, I've got to go back through all the tabs. It's
2: unbelievable you actually are gonna pull this up.
0: One hundred percent. Well,
2: fucking nuts. It, oh,
0: that's exactly right. It's, it's nuts. so nuts. And then I'm just like, yeah, of course it's healthy.
2: It's fucking. It's nuts. insane. Like for your physical health, I think. But like mentally,
0: I just assume that it's could. insane. Fuck you up. No problem. November seven, two thousand thirteen. Oh my God. I was hoping you would pick a diet because I knew that I got to 180-something. Uh uh-huh. I weighed as much as you on November 7th. You were 180 pounds. 180.2 <laughs> pounds. Wow. Yeah, I say wow. I actually am saying wow for real. Holy shit.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. That's 25 more pounds yeah, on a nuts. tiny little twink boy. <laughs> I, but I knew I'd see these pictures with me and Anna Marie, and, you know, it's already awkward because it's, you know, I look how I look she looks how she looks and mm-hmm. it's, I know it's not good but then I'd be like God I kind of look skinny fat right That's, now, kind of that's but I, I didn't know it then yeah. you know what I mean that's like I'd be like oh it's just such a awkward thing but then I wouldn't but now since I do know like body composition mm-hmm. the, the importance of the, the protein percentage and the carbohydrates percentage and the fat percentage much less caloric intake and output God okay so what do we what do we have November 7th, 2013. What did you want to know?
2: Yeah, what did you have for dinner?
0: Uh, So I ate at what was, for that time, lunch, the precinct. That was Edmund's Place, which was 19, but then they switched it to the precinct for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, chicken strips and water, you know, c- because I was three.
2: <laughs> chicken strips and water. <laughs> well, and for some I, dippins.
0: I guess, yeah, for some dippins. Did I have honey mustard as dippins? And then I guess I had, uh, I made spaghetti, which is kind of an upset yeah. <laughs> that I, like there was a homemade meal in there. Cooked noodles. Because November 1st, Biggie's Toasted Ravioli and Pizza, Diet Cokes. Oh my God. It's November 2nd, bandanas, ribs, fries, garlic bread, Diet Cokes. November 3rd, Brick Tops, Blackened Fish Tacos, Fries, Diet Cokes, Candy Bars. Nice. November 4th, Steak and Shake. I mean, how wasn't I?
1: 500 pounds? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Steak and shake, double cheeseburgers, fries, Diet Cokes. And wash it all down with some and, online and poker. <laughs>
1: online
0: poker had come to a halt two oh, years God. earlier. But God almighty, yeah, I had that in there. <sighs> I, this, I'm saying this sincerely, and I, really, I feel more uncomfortable saying this than anything else I've said in this entire thing, which really kind of maybe will be another <laughs> tell how in the hell have i been able to get decent looking decent isn't fair significant others with like all that i'm bringing to the table or not bringing to the table
2: yeah well at that point if that was the diet yeah the buck 80 sounds about right yeah
0: i don't know and i i don't, I don't know like i'm I don't know, the moment of uh helen fitzgerald's follow oh sabi then Helen Fitzgerald's. Then we had the spaghetti night. Then went to Frato's, Raising Cane's, Hacienda, and then we had chicken drumsticks.
2: Nice. Yeah, I mean, it sounds delicious. And the
0: Fortell's, yeah. which I don't think is around anymore. No. It was so good. They had the pork really and potatoes. Pork. What was that? You just had pork. That's what it says. <laughs> pork and potatoes. What the fuck was that? I just don't like eat. I don't do that. You don't have a lot of just, just general then on November pork. 14th, I guess I just didn't eat at all.
2: Nice. It was your fasting. What was that? Yom Kippur would have been a month prior. Is that what it was? Yeah. It was paying a little, tribute. With a weight for Yom Kippur. God almighty. Yeah.
0: That's nice. 80, I, you might have No, I got up to 183.4 that month. 183, man.
2: 183, yeah. So that would been like the equivalent of like what I was doing, like where I was based on like.
0: Still, it's a higher percentage though, because the less, you know, my normal weight. My normal weight probably would be like a normal weight for my height would probably be like in the 160. Yeah. But I'm not lifting. And I and I also have my list of my workout and I was barely doing anything. I don't even know what the shit means. Oh, lift upper body, UB, I guess. I <laughs> didn't have the time. <laughs> didn't have the time. Not when you're entering all this no, shit. Yeah, in when you're entering
2: in pork and potatoes, you got by then
0: UB. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. On the off chance you're like, oh, I really want to be like him. No, you don't. Like this should be it. Like, this should, if on the you were still holding out, like I really do want to be it now. Shout out, guys! A
2: fucking mess. Shout out to your bookkeeping for keeping this up. For it's this all little...
0: insane. It's yeah. not healthy. It's like, not healthy. Well, it like This lapses. is the cost of doing business. I, I ran into an advertiser at the Ascension, brought uh, my older son there on on Saturday, and and he he summed it up like my golf isn't because of any athleticism. It's because I'm obsessive. Mm-hmm. That's it. Period. It's the it's the thing. It's the same thing with the poker. And it's how I am with I guess with with I, I say with business, but I don't view myself as a great businessman. It's just like it's I, I can't I can't go, "Oh, good. I'm happy. That'll do it. I shall go home and watch TV and play with my children." I can't do that. I know you don't have children so you can't go, "Yes, I can." But if you can, and I think Doug is close to that. Mm-hmm. I am envious of that. But then right. I say that to Doug, and then he goes, well, I I didn't, you know, yeah. try to do more. Right. So it's the grass is always greener thing. Oh, yeah. That is often the case. Any interest in what I had in November 2016? Yeah. 15? Yeah, yeah I, would, I would see, like, the now, what difference. did I weigh
2: then? Let's find out.
0: 165. All right. Got my act together a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: And I had Amigos, chips, margaritas, steak quesadilla, water, and then uh, pumpkin concrete from Andy's. Wow. <laughs> cheat day. Every day was a cheat
2: day. Yeah. I mean, that one week in November was, I was fattening
0: up for the slaughter. And then I'm looking at it like I worked out four times. I mean, what a just.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it, the days of, of it, but I will say, like, when all you eat for like five days is grilled chicken and vegetables and some brown rice, that weekend when you do have the, Pork and potatoes, or whatever it may be, it tastes better. It
0: does. Oh, I, I did do I did do that. Yeah. I hope the uh, health chart didn't. God, if the health chart got deleted, I I like go into a panic. <laughs>
2: that's another fucking problem. Because <laughs> it should oh, signal freedom. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, you're 100 <laughs> percent right. Oh my god. What a fucking like. I, I mean, for real. Like uh, this morning. Here, what do you want to know? This morning.
2: This morning. I assume protein shake and banana.
0: Oh, well, that's the same every day. But I weighed a buck 55 today. Buck okay. 54 yesterday. Um. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I eat the same fucking thing every yeah. day Co- coffee, water, pretty. banana, protein shake. Yeah. That's breakfast almost every day. Yeah, I'm
3: pretty
2: much the same. And then
0: I have this metabolic meal, shredded chicken with the Andrea's barbecue sauce, Bar. these red hot blues chips. Yeah. They're kind of spicy and water. And then dinner is, the dinner is random. But I mean, the calorie intake now. I wasn't tracking calorie intake back then. Right. If you were. So just... My average calorie intake. Is two thousand three hundred seventy nine point oh nine for November of or September of twenty twenty three point oh nine, point oh nine. You better yeah. believe it. Got to get that in there. Yeah. But my TDEE is two thousand five hundred thirteen point four six. So, so I'm operating at a deficit.
2: You always maintain. That's that is the biggest thing I have learned from this little journey I've been on, is is just being more cognizant. Because if you if you simply eat less calories than you burn, you will either maintain your current weight or begin to lose weight. Now, protein, carbs, fats, all come into case with body That's composition. Body composition yep. But if you're straight-talking weight, you cannot gain weight if you eat less than you burn. There you go. You cannot. It is physically impossible. Now, water weight comes into play there, so that can mess up your You know, numbers. we talked about
0: this last week. Somebody asked about it, and I got done with it. And sometimes I'll get done with these, uh-huh. and I'm sure I'll do this. I'll have anxiety about like talking about like yeah. my, I talk about my like specific money, but like the balloon party thing. Like, oh shit, are they going to get mad? But then I'm like, I know they're not. And Tommy would go like, like I said to you when the remote was breaking down last mm-hmm. week at Norwood, and I said, what did I say? He said, it, who you, is your superior? Yeah. He said Tommy Mattern. I said on a scale of one to ten, how angry do you think Tommy is? And what was one. your answer? One. Then I said, that's all. Yeah. Meryl oh. Streep, Devil Wears Proud. Uh, and that's it. And that's the perspective. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe he might be like, hey, man, you know, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to, like, do my, as I say to you guys, do the job, fly oh, under the radar. radar. That's it. Yep. Do the job, fly under the radar. If you're the guy popping into management or bitching about stuff all the time, I'm just telling you, you got a bullseye. And they're coming for you someday. Mm-hmm. And they go, hey, you got to make cuts in St. Louis. We got to cut, you know, 15% from the payroll of on air. And I'm sitting there and I'm on the other side of the desk. All right, what motherfucker causes me headaches and doesn't bring in advertising revenue? There you go. Just mm-hmm. like any other business. Mm-hmm. Uh caller Ellen, you asked about me making fun of ESPN. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. But I wanted to answer the question.
2: Yeah. you saying some last week when we were talking about this and you had something else about we're talking about. Fitness. Oh
0: mm-hmm. yeah, nicely done. Thank you. I'm just trying because I, I want to close out. Hansel, bre- Hansel and Gretel bread <laughs> yeah. trails. Uh, yeah, I was I, I was thinking, does that come off the wrong? Because you know, but I'm sitting here saying, I mean, I just read my. I mean, I didn't realize. I thought that I had gotten up past 180, and again, for my height, if you're six feet tall, 180 like is nothing. Right. But if you're whatever I am, which I guess is in between five eight and five nine, if I'm being honest, uh, it, you know. That isn't good. Uh-huh. I mean, around here, being real honest, you know, you're yeah. probably underweight, <laughs> but it isn't good. Yeah. Around here in your 30s and 40s, and I don't know what the fuck that's about. You know, I'm down in Jupiter, if you're out in Los Angeles, you, you'll stand out. Yeah, well, tarps are more off there. That's right. So, but then I was thinking, okay, it's, it, it's, it's, quote, easy. But it wasn't really, because I mean, here I was. I was. That's the thing. I think there are people who don't realize that they're unhealthy mm-hmm. because you're looking around and you're like that. That's that's. Status quo. Yeah. Like I'm like quote unquote thin, but I'm not really.
1: Yeah, thin, it's not, right. You know what I mean? Right.
0: But relative to here, I'm thin. Mm-hmm. I remember going to a Rams Patriots game in Foxborough. There was. Sunday night football they beat them there and then they lost to them in the Super Bowl three months later and I remember being outside doing like a live shot in the parking lot so it's you know it's Foxboro Massachusetts it's actually closer to Providence Rhode Island than than Boston what the hell? the I mean, look different here I mean don't get me wrong you know but it was then that's mm-hmm. what it was yeah. now that's not tarps off that's the northeast I'm freezing my balls off it was November 2001 for sure I don't know. I don't know what the hell the deal is. But, listen, I I think it's better to be direct. Like, if I were talking to my children, I know I would, I do. I am direct. I mean, the one-year-old, we're not really comprehending much now. But my six-year-old, personally, I like that, and I think it's healthy. I'm sure other parents would go, oh, my God, I can't believe you say these things. But I think it's healthy to, like, not go, like like my mom used to stand in front of the TV if there was, like, tits that popped up. You know, Now look at me. I'm sitting here jerking myself off under the council when somebody writes in about an emo girl, yeah, you know, right. vomiting on him. Yeah, because I was hot. It was hot. But uh, I'm like, that, that maybe that, it's like, like, I think it's so, like, I wouldn't mind talking about the money, I bet. Right. I know it's... It, I know it's not egregious, but then I also know that people are hypersensitive about money, and, like, if I bet $100 on something, and I fucking lost it, and, like, I don't give a shit.
2: Yeah, that can come across. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I think that it's probably always best yeah. to...
0: So, like, there are people who really think I had you take $10,000 in cash out to Las Vegas to bet on the Missouri over, and and I'm telling you, they and therefore, what do you think will happen if and when they... They go six and six, I guess, and don't cover. Oh,
2: the fireworks will go off.
0: Absolutely, because Tim lost ten thousand dollars Right. But here's the full truth. I did bet. I bet a lot less on it. Yeah. I bet $250. Fuck it, I'll do it right here. But, you know, I didn't have you handle that. I know that there's <laughs> places around here where I can go tend to it myself. That would have been odd if you would have I need. Here's 10k. I mean, when I had to register for the World Series of Poker and I had ten thousand dollars on me for like a two minute cab ride because you you got to to register in cash. You
2: had to. Oh, that's scary.
0: I had to go to the. I mean, not in the greatest part of Las Vegas either. Like bars on the doors to go to my Bank of America and get ten thousand dollars out.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a sweat. (sighs) That's that's. You're like,
0: oh, you know, I mean, holy shit. Yeah, I don't know how they do it now. I haven't played in one in the main event in eight years. For the record, it wasn't my own my money. Never used my own money for the World Series of Poker. Maybe I had a five hundred or a thousand of it out of the ten thousand, maybe at the most. But at
2: the most, that's ten percent. Yeah. Right.
0: But point being, you're still carrying on ten thousand dollars. Right. Somebody's money. Right. You're get, on the yeah, hook for it if it right. disappears. So taking it back to why I was like, ah, maybe that was out of line. Even though I know that it's not coming from it, doesn't matter. Right. It, you know, like. People battle the weight thing.
2: Oh, yeah. I think it's actually beneficial to hear people. But
0: if I'm saying it's we were saying it's easy and, it, and mathematically it's easy. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of it's like I remember Bill Maher did a thing talking about obesity in the United States, which he's talked about forever. And then how things are fat shaming. And he goes, it's not fat. It's actually health. Mm-hmm. And I watched it. I couldn't have agreed more with him. But then what happened? Do you remember what happened? Mm -mm. Well, first off, of course, he got his ass lit up for it, but he didn't give a fuck, so it didn't matter. But then secondly, James Corden, who at the time was way heavier than when he ended his show, uh, did this, what was called brave, anything that is, you know, not aesthetically pleasing and somebody does something when they're not aesthetically pleasing, it's brave. If I stand up for short, bald people, oh, he was
1: brave. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I'm short and bald, and I can't really do much about it. Uh, not the, the very well
3: that you can do.
0: <laughs> Certainly but, on the short part. But James Cor- James uh, Corden stood up to Bill Maher in his monologue, the, you know, that following Monday on the Late Show, or whatever the hell the thing was called. And brave, good for him. And I'm like, but he's speaking on behalf of something that is not healthy, right? And what Mars point was, now we can't make observations about people being overweight because now we're fat shaming them. And there's a difference between making fun of someone, uh-huh. which I think, which he does do with Chris Christie. And I thought, I was just like, it's like, you're above that. Right. Not because like he's above it, because I think he's on a moral high ground. I just think his talent's above yeah. making fat jokes. Right. I mean, it's the, making a fat joke about Chris Christie's like that. It's too easy. It's, yeah, it's, it's such a hackneyed thing. Yeah but uh i get what his point is and i'm like i don't i don't get why we can't talk about it cuz it's got to be one of the biggest health crises in the united states at the moment but if we talk about it we're fat shaming and i, I struck at me odd, but then what did james corden do then later on he goes oh, he was right and i need to lose weight
3: right yeah you know?
2: I, I think there's a there's a, a difference in tone you know, yeah well and, and always there's going to be a difference in like pointing out that there is a problem and there is ways around it and ways to help yourself and making like like what you just said, fat jokes at Chris Christie, because that can be damaging. That can be damaging. Like you want people to be comfortable in their own skin ultimately because there is people who have lost their lives, to their own mental issues with their weight. But there's a better way to approach things that it can be done. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. Like what I did from the beginning of February until I guess now – I took discipline. Like I had to like be disciplined in what I was doing, and I had to be regimented, and I had to start entering data and learning about things. Like it wasn't easy by any means, but the formula itself is simple. I think there's a difference between it being easy and the formula being simple. The formula is simple, but it yes. is not. It's not an easy journey.
0: You sir, just said exactly what I wanted to say last week and may not have said it. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I listen, at this point. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear anything about that. Right, because we're at a point and that's the difference going back to the 101 thing. At 101, we're out there and you can want to hear about something and you're a sports fan and you got us talking about something you're not interested in or right. saying something you don't like. You're not a fan of us. You're a sports fan in St. Louis and 101 ESPN is the place to go for that and then you got guys who you don't like. you are not They're not talking about what you like. So at that point we are by definition broadcasting. If you're hate listening to this, and I know people do, but I mean it's like a, it's like a you know, a sliver of the population. Or if you're hate listening to TMA, and I know I don't think people say, hate TMA. Who got the way to listen to it? I think they may hate people yes. individually on TMA. Agreed. You don't hate all five. Right. I don't know how you could because they're all so. I mean, as far as you know, white guys over the age of twenty five, <laughs> also different. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I thought about that and I go, yeah, I could see somebody being, who's sitting there and going, I do, or I do have a a thyroid situation. oh yeah. You know, there are real things. For sure. So I'm not for like making fun Uh -uh. of people, unless they like make fun, like somebody can make a short ball joke about me all day long. I'm putting it out there. You put out your pale thing, you know? Yeah. But if somebody's really sensitive to it. Then that's. That didn't, I mean, and also it's such a. It's, it's the proverbial low-hanging fruit of yeah. humor is shitting on somebody because they're fat. Yeah. But talking about it, isn't. No, fat shaming. It's a all. real health crisis. Right. And so yeah, I mean, I, I lost. I didn't. I, I guess by I, I'm Tim McKernan. I lost 25 pounds. Turns out I did. Didn't even realize <laughs> it. But I did. Yeah. You You'd be
2: shocked if you knew the waist size of the golf shorts I was wearing last summer.
0: Oh wow! You I mean, would Well, be you shocked. must tell me now. Take, take a wild guess. Well, I mean, since I'm shocked, you've prejudiced it. So, yeah, I, I mean, no. it can't be 34 or 36. Did you go 38? Did you go 40? 36. But 36
2: oh, okay. is. I mean, I don't think that's that terrible. I, Odd,
0: it's six feet tall.
2: 36. I, 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 are you I thought now. That, you were,
0: 33. Okay.
2: Yeah, thirty
3: three.
0: I'm thirty two. Yeah,
2: thirty three. Some shorts are thirty four, depending on how like they move. Golf I think shorts. You're going to catch out for making thirty six. Well, now, out to well, now be... I well, now I feel bad. But I, <laughs> to me, that was a lot. Thirty six, like because I grown up and right. always been
0: a thirty two. Right. Or at, I get it. Oh in yeah. High school, I certainly. As, yeah. If I, but I mean, you know, I also. Am a tiny little boy
2: right and my body shape isn't like cause th- like you said you didn't even think of me being overweight because that's like my body type is thin it was skinny fat right you know it was fat in the face little so gut I don't,
0: think I, saw, I don't know I looked at it and I got like the like a not like a turkey neck. Yeah. yeah like that kind of thing And I'm just sitting there and then I'd say this picture with you know my wife and I already know what people are like yeah you know what's this about and I get it It's fine I don't blame you. I. Internally wondered as well, but then, but I wasn't thinking that at the time. I was probably just—I don't know what I was focused on. But now, occasionally, see pictures, like from what you know. Now, haven't been married for almost twelve years, and you look at anniversary pictures, and I go, "The fuck, man! Like, why didn't somebody say something?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, right?"
2: But uh, and again, that's a tough spot. Like whether you say the something, but I wasn't—it
0: wasn't. wasn't, But that's the thing in St. Louis, it, it wasn't egregious. Yeah. It, it truly all changed for me, and it's the same book. I mean, it cuts both ways. That book I read, I can't remember what it's called, and I don't want to recommend it, and I feel badly at times I did because I think it, it played a role is in it my... Uh, food Inc.? No, 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 no. This was, this was the, um, the thing that I used, and I started working out in 2016, but then oh, I was working out gotcha, gotcha. so heavy weights, especially yeah. at that point. I mean, 2016 is when I turned 40, and I'm lifting and doing deadlifts and squats with big, for me, big-time weight. I mean, I tore this shoulder labrum and 185 for a 25 year old athlete they might go yeah that's what I warm up with but when you're 40 and right. you weigh 155 pounds right. and that's what I was that's what my six reps and I'm just like oh get through the pain <laughs> that's what you do <laughs> for whatever foot so I can hit a golf ball yeah I was what like well fuck I remember Wellington going I don't get the working out thing I go you work out of course what you do but it's just one of those things I've told my wife that you know I said hey God bless all the yoga and the kickboxing and working out and you've had two kids and nobody would ever know it. That's wonderful. Yeah. But it, I don't think anybody goes, I don't think there's a moment like, it, you know, where somebody says, hey, it's time. <laughs> what happens is you get injured and you realize, oh, shit, you can't do that anymore. It's going to happen. It inevitably happens because I always sit there and go, I wonder why people let themselves go. Sometimes they don't let themselves go. They just, well, oftentimes it's kids and work and you just don't have the time mm-hmm. or the ability to make meals or spend the money, the, the healthy meals. But the other thing is you get hurt. Like Doug talks about it. Yeah, poppin's Achilles. Well, that, yeah, that, but he'd work out and then he just get hurt. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't lift anymore. I haven't lifted weights in damn near four years since yeah. I did this. And I'm, I'm just comfortable with it it sucks because i was in truly in the best shape i was in my life which sounds like a joke from 2016 to 2019 but i was also being so irresponsible mm-hmm. for my age what i was lifting and how hard i was running on the treadmill intervals at nine and nine and a half and oh fuck you know one false step and you're just oh yeah what are you doing dude uh, you know yeah. treadmills
2: and especially because that's just bad on, so tough on
0: the joints fucking stupid and so it's kind of one of those things my wife works out hard and i'm like i'm all for it but i'm like shit i know something's gonna happen and it's gonna you know in 15 years or so it'll probably happen to you it's just the way that the whole, yeah the world works
2: the biggest tip i could give and in cardio and this is not like this guy lost 20 pounds once and thinks he's a fitness expert but it's truly find cardio that you enjoy doing whether that be a sport or if you like riding bikes outside and i know it can be tough in the winter but like find something or swimming whatever it is like cardio that you can do without thinking of it. Well, I agree like, with that. Cuz like nothing is more boring and I'm like for me with my ADD like nothing is more boring than standing or sitting on a bike or standing on a treadmill for 40 minutes. Yeah, doing I agree with it that. It I agree I agree sucks.
0: that the thing that I that that is was interesting and this came from this book what it not only gave me the the right way to eat um some of the stuff that we've talked about, uh, the obvious stuff, but then also the protein carb fat thing. And mm-hmm. then to use my fitness pal, which is what I use to track all of it. And again, it's obviously an estimate. I mean I had chicken wings at Three Kings last night. So yeah. you know french fries, wings. great chicken wings. Big, brother. big fucking wings. Meaty chicken wings, yeah. Pal. Uh was the the lifting thing and then also you really don't need cardio and if you only do cardio then your body composition is kind of kind of be lending itself to the skinny fat thing but at this point for me I'll carry my golf bag and walk courses and while that's like if you would have told me at even 35 much less 20 that that's a form of working out I'd go Okay, you're just making shit up, but it actually does, it burns, you know, I'll burn on that day like 3,000 calories if I walk 18 holes and carry my bag, or if I even just go to the range and hit a bunch of balls. And
2: And the treadmill equivalent to that would be like an hour and a half straight. That's the thing. Like, and that would be torture.
0: So, you know, I still have a Peloton, but I mean, the Peloton, you can sit there and you can bust your ass on it. It can be a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Or you can just sit there and just watch a show and just ride the bike and you'll burn some calories, but, you know, it's not all that. But it's, hey, you're doing something. I don't know. Listen, I, when you're talking about it, it is, I know it's a hypersensitive thing. I don't know if it's more hypersensitive than money, probably not, but... No. Uh, what? I would say money is more hypersensitive. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, so, therefore, to say, yeah, it's easy to make, you know, it's not a big deal if you're making, you know, X amount of dollars, okay, this is not going to play well. No. But uh, there is... I was thinking that after we got done with the show last week I'm like ah, I bet that came off wrong way to people who are you know heavier mm-hmm. and have been trying to lose weight and yeah. here's two guys who you know who are I guess considered thin I suppose going it's easy I go no. fuck off yeah. I, I mean I I wouldn't but I bet some people for sure. would
2: for sure and understandably yeah and it's and it's yeah the, the better way to say it is the formula is simple the process is not
0: easy oh Jackson once again just so wonderful. Uh, send your emails in uh, for uh, QFTA. Two erotic stories, one with a payoff today. Yeah,
2: one. Holy shit. Yeah, it and, happened. And a major payoff at that. God.
0: And this guy was like, that that's when I was having my threesomes and foursomes. Yeah. You you what if we, what if, what if, what if we, <laughs> I never had one at Brentwood Forest. Yeah,
2: that was a mess. Yeah, it was.
0: Well, no, there's still time. Did you ever, Wouldn't that be great if yeah. I was
2: over at Broward Forest? Did you ever consider living at Broward Forest? Like the place you ever looked at? No, and, at and when it's not
0: you're... it's not because I'm mocking Rome Forest it's at not all. Not. I just I I should have and could have bought this I did okay. I mean I did buy a condo in uh, in two thousand and one in what is called the Morelands. Are you mm-hmm. familiar oh, with yeah, that? Yeah yeah because there are a lot of twenty somethings living there. Mm-hmm. And I so that means I just turned twenty five. I probably bought it when I was twenty four. Had I had any financials goes back to Mark dot com. I would have absolutely had that thing paid off by the time I left because I rented it out in 2007 and eight and nine, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, could have and should have had it paid off and then therefore have that with profit as an asset. Well, I'm just sitting there with X amount of dollars, just as like a you know, here's, here's some dry powder for buying, you know, I mean, just totally talk about my financial regrets. That's one of them. Wow the payment is only this the condo fee is only this and now all of the rest of the money is to play with Mm -hmm. not save 401k fuck that i shall never be 65 right right i will lose money on poker stars with this money (laughs) and spend all of my time doing it alienating my significant others oh so that was the regrets i'm talking about jackson Mm -hmm. god almighty but no, since I was in there and the thing it was it's an old building, the building's still there, but they gutted it and turned them into condominiums. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really nice isn't a brag, but it was nice and so that's where I was, and then I went straight from there to, to, to buying a home, got divorced, moved on to Washington Avenue at its great time, like right. those few halcyon years. Days. It was awesome. Two thousand halcyon days, two thousand nine to two thousand twelve, and then bought a house in two thousand twelve and we've lived there. Um, ever since and uh, and who knows I don't know how long we'll be there so there it is if you were looking for my real estate history
2: I liked it yeah it was
0: fun I have no real estate
2: history so there's that yeah Yeah, renting
0: quite a spot right now for uh, young people my buddies
2: and 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 he says
0: I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen for uh, people in in the 25 to 30s who haven't bought one one yet I have
2: one friend who owns a home oatmeal no no I don't know if I'll give it out, but yeah. No, oh, it's I, Herb. It's yeah. not. Herb's transient is the day is long. Oh, is That's that the right? problem. With mom, most of my friends are like, they live in this city this year, but next year, wh- who knows where they're going to live? So they don't know why yeah, you buy I'm a house good. when you don't know if you're going to be in that city for the next, or if they're in St. Louis and they don't know how long they're going to be here. So I have one it's friend. It's quite a spot. I and mean, I mean, he regrets I, it too,
0: by the way. Buying the house? Yeah. I'm telling I would be curious what his mortgage... Uh...
2: It's not bru- brutal in the sense, but he feels... Planted here, and the home hasn't really appreciated much in value. uh, Can get out from under, but it's not
0: what he wants. It's quite, it's quite a spot. It is quite a spot. What takes place over the next few years with the real estate market? Because you can't go, okay. We're just going to lower the rates back down to four. You can't do that because then there's going to be a flood of markets, and then it's got the the inflationary reaction. So we've covered it all here. We've covered the housing market, uh, mortgage rates. Uh, a threesome at Brentwood Forest in two thousand six, a threesome at some high school that included vomit yeah. in a shower. Yeah. Uh the history of the decisions surrounding Balloon Party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Jackson's weight loss. Yeah. Your, weight, your weight loss. My weight, yeah and you didn't I mean, even know, you know what, a date, what a wonderful date you picked yeah. I thought I had been in the 180's but then I was thinking to myself there's no fucking way I got in the 180's and then you call out the date and there I was in the same month I was 183 mm-hmm. that had to be it Yeah, I can't yeah, imagine in can, the well, 90's but fuck I don't know well
2: I started listening in spring in 2014 did I sound <laughs> <laughs> sound no but like I, you know, I, I would have seen pictures I, fuck I met you in uh, March of 2014 I was skinny fat then I guess I didn't, I, I didn't <sighs> think anything of it but that would have been my first time meeting you
0: I mean, all I do, I have banana protein shake, coffee, water, chicken, Red Hot Blues is bad. If a bad boy is, I'll have that within the next hour. Is that like Red Hot Riffles? Okay? No, because that's more potato chips. These are, I guess, quote unquote, healthy chips. Are they protein chips? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, they're, I'm not, I don't mean to be clear. I'm not spinning this into a healthy thing. It's just what I eat. <laughs> right. And there'll come a time where I go, oh, I'm tired of doing that. I can't, and then I'll look back. I can't believe I used to eat that all the time. Right. That's what I did. But you right did now, say man. you
2: were addicted to the caramel ms thing. That
0: was really Wow. Crazy. That no, was a thing. That was real. That was real. Everyone
2: has their vice.
0: Mine's narcissism. It's a good vice. Is <laughs> it? Yeah. Any narcissist would think it is. All right, Jax, I got to go. We covered it. We said it all here. We said. I you mean, want, what else can we do? You want to guess James Carlton's a QFTA lover, yeah. and he's going to have to be thrilled. This one's for you, James Carlton, Carlton yeah. Insurance.net. Do I want to guess the time? I can do the time. I bet I can give you the time within five minutes. All right.
2: Yeah, I think you can, too.
0: Hour and 47 minutes. You didn't make he didn't make the
2: five-minute hour and 55 ah. right now.
0: Wow, we started right after Balloon Party. Yeah, 11.05, is when we started? The thing, and then I get home, and I'm like, oh, I don't have enough time to do this for Sound <laughs> Story. because <laughs> we were fucking around in here. So I'm sitting here talking about how fat I was in <laughs> November of 2013 yeah, and, but... and getting a soft cow from a guy, you know... With a potentially made up story about yeah. some threesome from Roboskis in 2006. But when you're
2: sitting there in Yuma, Arizona at age 85, you look back and say, I wish I did more of that. 100%. So, yeah. And it will be Yuma, Arizona, of course.
0: I should have banged old, what's her name? No. I remember Jay saying that to me. I couldn't agree more. Now, I would have been cheating, but I wasn't, I'm not with that person anymore. And I absolutely should. There's, there's not a part of me where I don't go bad. Yeah. I. I mean, I don't know. Maybe now, if it were like with Anna Marie, my wife, I wouldn't feel that way. But now that I'm not with the person I would have been cheating on. God, I remember. How about this one? Oh, Here's another trailer, cherry on top for those who stuck with it.
2: Yes, yeah. If you're if you're still hanging out, we I don't
0: it. know. This is now. Now you're now, now you're going to be sheepish on it. Yeah, you'll you'll know why at the okay. end. All right. So this is I mean this is a good long while ago. I was younger than you are now, and I go up to J Bucks in Clayton, which is now Capitol grill. grill, yeah. Friend of mine, and he's he's in finance, and I you know, and St. Louis was doing a little bit more then, so people would fly here hmm. not to watch their baseball team, and uh, and this last was in from New York City, and I'm not going up there to you know, I'm just going up there and meet my friend and I live, I live in the Morelands. I yeah, said, yeah. so it's right close to where I live. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I guess I, after a while i having some, uh, drinks, I'm, I'm picking up a read that she's interested. It's one of the few times in my life I'm single. And, um, we go back to her hotel and, uh, engage, not in coitus. She was adamant about not in coitus, but she, Performed oral on me, it was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. I mean for like I can still like feel.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's hot. Oh, you've been
0: <laughs> have you been there? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. This is I mean, this is like a one off. Uh, that's tough. I don't know what I don't know what the hell. I don't know. Usually a teeth situation. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. What else can it be? Well, but anyway I don't know. Maybe you got something I don't know about. But well, either lack a passion. <laughs> lack of passion. So I it got to a point where I was just like, all right, let's you <laughs> know,
2: there a ball game on or something. Yeah.
0: So I don't know how or why. And then me, I mean, I guess I was you know I was already so delightfully direct. Uh, I wind up sleeping in the hotel room, but at some point after the act, she tells me that she's married. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, now obviously the husband's in New York. Okay. And I'm, now I'm not, obviously, I say obviously, I guess nobody knows, but I am not married this uh-huh. time. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I really don't like this. Yeah. I'm really not. It's
2: kind of nasty. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah.
0: I'm not, not, not good into, with this. Yeah. And then, so I got up, well, I slept there and then next morning I got up, she goes, God, you're getting out of here so quickly. And I go, I'm i do not I mean, you're married. I don't know. And again, I always make it clear I'm not on a real, as I said today on Balloon Party, what I say, godless, Godless perverted heathen? heathen? Yeah. Thank you. So it's not like I'm a moral high ground, but on that I'm just not really, I don't know, it's not cool. It's kind of a turnoff. Yeah, I agree. But Again, I'm not on a moral high ground, but I'm just whatever. And obviously the oral sex was dreadful. (laughs) So I said, I don't even know why I said it, but what a cutting fucking thing, because I wasn't intended to be cutting. And I said something along the lines of, as I was like, because I can picture like grabbing my shit off the nightstand, and, I, and she goes, well, you're not married. And I go, no. I said, God, I hope I'm never married, like in a marriage like yours where I would do this. <laughs> Which was like, I mean, that had to be like, I like I mean, just like- Timmy a, Sorkin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what I mean. I, I said what I thought, yeah, sure. and I wasn't intending to be. And it had nothing to do with like the fact that my cock was obviously like chewed yeah. up raw, now,
2: raw. <laughs> but I, that's honestly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't I, You'd have to think that would play some part. <laughs> and
0: I and, and I and I left, and it's and it does sound like like a Sorkin esque exchange. Yeah. He would never because I can picture her Manhattan. still like in the bed as I'm because I can picture the room. Like, with, like, her like her mouth wide open, like, did you just fucking say that? <laughs> but, I mean, I, that's honestly what I was thinking. I'm like, I don't want to be in a spot where I'm, like, on the road with, like, oh, I'm going out of town, and it's side piece season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I'm going to give somebody bad oral on top of it. Yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> and I remember saying that. Why am I talking about this? How, how the fuck did we get on this?
2: Honestly, I, it was the cherry on top, and I forget yeah, what happened before Yeah, there's got to be
0: that. a... Hansel and Gretel, breadcrumbs, where are they? I really don't, I'm trying
2: to think, because it's only been five minutes since I asked you what time this podcast is, and I guess I blacked out up until you said the thing about J-Bucks. Right. I really have no idea.
0: Oh, I should have banged old what's-her-name. That's, that's right. what it is. That's
2: right, that's right.
0: Yeah, so there's one. I'm not in a relationship, and I don't feel good about it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I, don't, I, so I don't say, oh, I should have slept with the... Financial, you know, stockbroker from Wall Street yeah. in whatever year it was, two thousand one, because you know it was obviously there. I mm-hmm. suppose because I'm like, ah, oh, then I went up, had sex with a married woman. I don't, you know, yeah. that's that's been twenty two years. I can't imagine they're still together. But I feel bad for him for a variety of reasons. No question. If am taking w- questions, sure.
2: If she would have said beforehand hey i'm married but i would have done it but it's a ship but she said but me and my husband have a deal that when either of us are out of town things are opened up
0: um that's that's interesting the me now assuming Uh i'm not married or i'm in a wonderful little polyamorous situation or whatever it's called uh, would be 100% cool with it. Right. I think my initial reaction would be, you're probably making that up. That, that's that got to be a that's because That's, 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 I, that's, I know that's what I'm thinking say now. That. Right. That's what I'm thinking now.
2: It's when you FaceTime the husband and, and confirm.
0: Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'm a weekend sports anchor in St. Louis, and I'm at a bar that, with your wife.
1: <laughs>
2: God almighty. But we think back to beer cats and how I fought <laughs> them, and
0: there was that conversation. Sure. This was just like when it was obviously a fling, and on the off chance, we're going to stay. I got, now that I think about it, I feel like I hadn't thought, I can't even picture this guy. I, I, I can pick, I can picture the room. I can't picture her face. She was attractive. I, mean, mm-hmm. uh, I just remember how bad the oral. I haven't thought about this in so long. Yeah, there's a new one.
2: I haven't heard this yeah, one. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I mean, it was really bad. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, nothing ever. I mean, there's that, and then I don't even know what second place is.
2: Yeah, when it's bad, it's bad. God. It's not like pizza. Like, how
0: did she get to the point where being married? I mean, obviously, things are off the rails. I mean, she's servicing me in St. Louis. Is that the shirt you're wearing at the Cosmos? Servicing me in St. Louis for the Sleepless in Seattle. It means the same thing. I wasn't getting laid way. (laughs) So I, I think to the husband, who inevitably at this point has given up half his assets to her, you know what I mean? There's no way they're celebrating 25 years. Well, that's
2: certainly the oral is not keeping anything right. alive. And that's what I'm
0: saying. So things might be a mess, but maybe they, the relationship had gotten bad because he's like, oh, this is a fucking disaster. <laughs> I mean, it was stunning. Yeah. Hey, it, when it's bad, it's bad, man. God. But I feel like she was back in town, and then my buddy goes, hey, so-and-so, and I can't remember him name even is back in town and wants to know if you want to come up for no.
2: drinks. No, no, yeah. yeah. But I mean, at that
0: point, I know, A, she's married, and B, this is a mess. Yeah, even the best outcome is still ass. Yeah, it's just no good. Not in the term of, like, yeah, giving ass. You know, like, anal, it's bad. I doubt there was anal live then. It wasn't, you know, 2001 wasn't the time of anal.
2: Was that true? Is that true? One? I don't think so. When I did, feel like
0: anal has been... The anal renaissance? Like, I just missed the, the girl. I mean, I've been fortunate you know, to to experience it, albeit with guys jacking off in office chairs at the end of my bed. Right. But like now it's commonplace and I feel like the anal phenomenon is is a is within the last decade at yeah. the at the most, I, by I the th- way, I might even go five years. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, people are having anal for sure. forever. But I'm talking about like a kind of like the salad tossing, even yeah. though Chris Rock did the solid salad tossing bit back in the nineties. Um, it's almost like I feel like, in a way, it's expected. I don't know. Is it? Here's fact, what
2: do I know? No, nah, I wouldn't say expected. But here's my thought process on the anal Renaissance. Uh, there's been there's been uh, style and kind of cultural shifters across the years. For I would say year 2007 until 2016, it was Kanye West, and since then it's been Drake. But Kanye West in 2016, on the song "Father Stretch My Hands Part One," said. Uh, I, I'm with this model and she just bleached her asshole and if I get bleach on my t-shirt I'm gonna feel like an asshole and I feel like that
0: that opened to the door
2: I feel like that made it like oh Kanye's having anal sex let's have some anal sex god I don't know if that's it I'd be wondering interesting. I'd, be curious, I'd be curious people around my age would think that that that's when they started having anal sex when they heard Kanye talking about women bleaching their ass. I mean I know we
0: have absolutely no women listening to this no especially in two hours and five minutes in I mean it'd be amazing
2: yeah caller Ellen heard her question and tuned off
0: if 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 anybody's still listening to this in general but I'd be curious on observers on the because this wasn't even something like I mean I guess it was in play like I, I remember one of my significant others and I've I know I've said this because it was an accident in the midst of you know an active session, mm-hmm. and it was just like a rocket. And I—I yeah. I, I don't say it to joke. I really because she—she was in such, you know. Yeah. So, and then trying it, and then just be like, "Yeah, it just fucking hurts." I'm not interested. I'm like, "All right, fair enough. Don't really give a shit." Like uh, Ian Sloan and Entourage. Yeah,
2: slot tequila.
0: <laughs> but then at the same, I know it's a loophole. for in some places Jackson and I aren't necessarily subscribers to but I know it's there but then I guess there's some who really in yeah I mean I can't go into names but uh, (laughs) and then this guy told me oh yeah she she like you know I overheard her saying it to her friend and I'm like, now that I, I know what I'm like God, that's interesting I'd really like to talk to her about it but how do, how do I bring it up just you know, and that, like especially it's not like we're like doing a show It'd just be like hey understand you enjoy Hanel. but right there right there
2: right when you said uh let's talk about it, you got there was a little bit of nasally there
0: and that was that that's that's when you're that's talking I'm digging in that's when you're digging in and so that's what I can I'm digging tell. in yeah yeah because I'd be really curious because I just I'm I I could be off and I mean listen it's passed me by. I've had them all, yeah. and it's over. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: And I couldn't be more at peace with the whole thing. But I'm just not really sold on the percentage of women who really, when it's all said and done, enjoy it.
2: Yeah. I would be surprised if that is very high.
0: You know? Like I'll say, Caden and I will bullshit sometimes about anal scenes, and I go, well, you know, she says she's never going to do it. She goes, they all say they'll never do it, and then the check's right, and they do it. Yeah. I'm like, but she's really at it. She goes, "They're all at it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be so sort
2: of like, if it's in a like a one night stand, that would surprise me. But if it's like a yeah. longer, wow, yeah, that's. that's but that's, if it's in a relationship, you know, I, under- I understand keeping the spark alive, and
0: oh, I get that. But then, if that's the case, then that means the partner on the receiving end enjoys it, and then therefore, why not have it be part of the wonderful repertoire in our sexual activity? Right. I I'm think saying? maybe it is. Maybe it is. All of a sudden, you're the anal expert.
2: No, right? far from it. I am uh I'm pure in that sense, and I honestly don't see me
0: changing on my stance there. Oh, I don't know about that. I just what like what if you wind up well, with yeah. somebody who really enjoys it? You're not gonna. Oh, you're then not of gonna, course. Yeah, of course. To no. But oh. I'd be cur- like if I I'd love to know. And I don't know if anybody has this information. If Deeb's has this, hmm. the percentage of women who have done it, who enjoy it, and I'm sure there's like a Masters in Johnson or something, or maybe I. Tweeted out a poll one time in 2010 at like four in the morning, and I can go look back. Yeah, maybe it's in the health chart. <laughs> it's in the health chart. No, I'm, I, I would be like, what it would be, right? And I'm, I'm I say with confidence, it's less than 50.
2: I would think that the ones who do enjoy it love it, and the one like the ones who don't enjoy it hate it, and there's no in between. I don't, I don't. I would be surprised if someone was like, yeah, you know, you, we can do it. I'm not really into it, but I guess we can do it. I would assume that they're like, yes, I want that, or no, I'm not into that.
0: It's April 2007. I'm at the Hustler Club at about 4 in the morning with Julia Ann. Okay. Yeah, I know that name. Strong. No. Yeah. Not only did I ask her why her breast implants are so great. Yeah, she got them done right. Oh, my God. Perhaps the greatest ever. Yeah. And then she gave me a serious answer. It's that doctor in
2: Miami I know people talk about. Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't know. But she said it was just kind of sometimes the way that people are built and the muscle and how it grows. Sure. Or, you know, like, okay, whatever. And then somehow we got in. She was shooting a DP. And she said, I told Tommy Gunn there's no way he's going in my ass.
3: <laughs> play that. I'm going to pull that and just play it for Doug episode. tomorrow.
2: going to play that for Doug tomorrow.
0: See what he thinks. But I think of it. She did a DP and she said the key to the whole thing and why this conversation was going on is beyond me. But again, as you can imagine, it wasn't like two in the afternoon. Yeah. And then she's answering it. We're having this conversation and it's there's nothing flirtatious whatsoever. Stunning she didn't want me, I know. But uh, well she goes, well, the key to having good anal sex is to make sure you're masturbating while it's going on. I go, huh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So I I haven't forgotten that. And and so if I watch a stag scene, and again, unfortunately now, if the lady's going to be receiving anal, at this point there's about a 28% chance that before she receives the anal, yeah. she's going to go and be the salad-tossing lady, and I'm out. She's salad-tossing the gentleman? Oh, yeah. Wow. There's an epidemic going on in this community, and nobody's talking about it. So they've asked me about being on Donny Brook. This is the topic that I'd like to discuss.
2: Yeah, it's a shock that you haven't been on it yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For real, Seth Goldcamp said because he sponsors it. Oh yeah, and he goes, "Would you be an, an interview? I think it'd be good to have you." I, I got to tell you, Seth. I go, I don't really pay that much attention.
2: Yeah, I think you'd be really good on it. I do. I do think you'd be really well. I'm I mean, fold.
0: I think you're being serious. Well, and, yeah, I don't I, take, I don't. I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take as attention anymore.
2: Anal nugget from Julia Ann. I think you leave that one in your holster, but. No, I do think, well, yeah, you'd have to be briefed, but.
0: Well, no, I mean, I think you have to be in the, I'm just not, I don't, I can give you reads on human behavior yeah. and be pretty good on that, but as far as policy goes. Sure,
2: but I say that because, and I'm, this is not lemonating or any of that bullshit, like you, your your critical thinking ability is, is really,
0: really good. Well, that's a wonderful compliment. It's I really real, appreciate it. Re, and
2: as, as someone who essentially grew up listening to you, because I consider like, the age of 16 through right. my age now is like formative years, extremely formative years. Hearing you introduce me to the idea of critical thinking, and I went and pursued more of that in college, and that's why I think, to some semblance, I have some critical thinking ability. And I, oh, that's a great say, compliment. I yeah. appreciate
0: that. That's that's like one that's of the best why compliments I think you
2: can get. I, that's why I think you'd be really good on Donnie Brook.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I, I suppose my answer on Donnie Brook is. I just, it's, it's, it's for the most part, it's just going to be, I, because I I think I default there, you have to be a bad leadership, then you're going to have bad soldiers, so to speak. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I think
2: that's, that, that is, that's a welcomed uh, idea. Right. But
0: I mean, it's, it's also rather, um, there's a word I'm looking for, nihilistic, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's like everything's bad in a way. And I'm not, and I don't believe that's the case, but when it comes to St. Louis, I'm just like, Hey, it. It didn't happen. I mean, right. we can talk about an XFL crowd and an MLS team if you really think that anybody outside of St. Louis is bragging about that in their city. Okay, I'll tell you about a city that's dying. I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't have to tell you. Yeah. I can't spin bullshit and turn it into gold for you because I'm not going to. Yeah. I don't think that would necessarily play well, but I'm also not just going like, to blame a group of people that I'm not really comfortable with for the problems either, which I know would appease... Like I'm not looking to dear myself to the racists.
2: No, no. Be...
0: I don't want. Even though some of the things I say might sound like that's like like today I said so I don't even know what I was talking about on balloon party, and somebody goes this is great Timmy versus the woke media. Timmy's a minus eight fifty favorite, and I'm like, if that's what you, it's great that you think like I'm like against the. I'm just kind of making observations on media in general, right. and I'm very confident in them because I'm in it, and I kind of know the game. It goes back to, like, the Dion said, like, look for the people who don't need the job and follow them. That's why I loved monavani when it came to the county executive thing. He didn't need the job, and he only wanted that job. It's my kind of candidate. The person who's looking to use the job, the elected office, as a stepping stone, I'm out. I'm out. And, that, and listen, that's not to say the ambition's bad, but I'm just out. So that's part of my thought process, but sometimes it can... That can be misguided. I think that's a... Inevitably, somebody had to... I I don't dislike all presidents in American history. Well, they had to have stepping stone jobs, almost all of them, minus the first one.
2: Yeah. I'm going to make a little connection here. I think that's what we have here. What do we got going on? Part of the reason why you, and and to an extent me, and I think a lot of people, love Curb Your Enthusiasm, because you're talking about Larry David, the guy who's still making checks off of Seinfeld and sizable checks at that, if you look at what they sold to Netflix for... Uh, because all the time he's like, I just want to be canceled. Like I want, I want the show to be canceled. Yeah, I don't know, give a fuck. So here's that's it. Is. That's
0: it. That's that. Th- that's, I'm telling you. Like I don't know other people are into the Deion Sanders thing. I'm just like, this is this is the kind of leadership that I like. You don't like it? Get the fuck out. Go bitch on social media. Be my guest. We're gonna win, mm-hmm. and you aren't gonna help us win. And so fuck off. I love it. Oh, God. oh God. But I, I, but I know, I know where that's coming from. For me because I dealt with people who weren't helping us win, bitch, right. and I'm going, but you're not, nobody wants to buy your show, Yeah. and you want to go make a, or nobody wants to buy you, so I'm sorry that it hurts your feelings, I guess, I mean, I'm certainly not, really, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that you don't understand how the world of business works, because you're old enough to know that your value is in dollars to a business that's not value in life or to your family but here it is and then but you know and then an article will be written in the post dispatch so and so is out and something would happen there and it turns into a gossip cop no just didn't bring him money yeah that's it just like any other fucking business no. so i in a way i think i'm looking at DNC, oh god i wish i could have done just go yeah go Go, bitch about me, tell me, tell everybody how bad of a guy I am, it's fine. We both know you didn't make any money, and if it makes you feel better on the way out to say I'm a bad guy, great, be my guest. I don't fucking care because now my profit's going to be bigger because now I don't have your dead weight on my payroll. So fuck off and find the next low-powered AM station to peddle your bullshit. I don't care. So I like seeing Deion Sanders coming in, and I wouldn't talk about Louie and shit like that, but I get the overall message. I have a plan. The plan works. You can be part of it if you want to, but if you're not good enough, get the fuck out because yeah. I'm bringing people who know how to run the plan. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm all for that. Yeah. I th- That's what I want in leadership. That's what I want. That's, I, going back to Madhavati again, and I know it's now at this point we work together in Sound Story, but we've known each other for a number of years. I love that. When we're working together, he will be the first one. Yeah, it's like to say to me, it's like, oh, that's dumb, or you don't understand. We got to do that. What do you think? Like I, I like, it. it's like it's like there's no bedside man. I don't need bedside manner. We're here running a business. Let's get to fucking work. I've got friends, just like I said about the guys wearing KFNS stuff at Harry's and paying for me to get lap dances to watch it. I don't need to hang out. <laughs> what are we here to do? We're here to make money. Then right. ideally, everybody gets along, but we're here to make money. So I don't need to be jerked off and told how great I am. Fuck off. I'll, if I'm making you money, I know I'm doing my
1: job.
3: Yep.
0: Fuck, this stuff's obvious. Jackson, we were exiting the show 20 minutes ago, and since then I've told a story about Bad Oral, uh-huh. and somehow I'm worked up about Deion Sanders. Yeah. And I really am actually worked <laughs> up. This is an Orlovskian. <laughs> you are. Of all things, too. Nobody even asked about Deion Sanders.
2: No, uh, not. But then we're talking about that same idea, of the, the I don't give a fuck mentality and and you can fire me if you want, you know. That's
0: the most, that's the guy, the the most dangerous person is the person who doesn't care. Right, right. And that's the, that's the truth. So I, so I guess full circle on balloon party, we got to a point where I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't, well, I mean, I knew five months in, Tommy said, hey, you want to sign the extension? I'm like, oh shit, kind of surprised because we didn't have to make a decision until November 30th. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I guess it's working. Uh, And I also knew it would irritate like the, olds who were infuriated by my presence so i'm like yeah i think i'll do it and then i did it again just now <laughs> yeah. or in the last couple months or weeks but yeah i when when we got to a point like yeah i don't really you like me you don't like me i'm just gonna tell you what i really think i might be wrong on these sports topics but here's what i really think and i don't know what other people are saying honestly i'm not really listening uh, i'm listening to books and podcasts so if this is groundbreaking great if it's popular great if you hate it It's what I think. So, you know, it's honest. That's what I want in my media. So that's why I admire those who do that. But then, in a way, it's it's self-indulgent because then I want people to do what it is that I do. Mm -hmm. So that's not fair.
3: Right.
0: You know what I mean? I understand where you're coming from with that. And also people aren't necessarily in a spot where they can do that. You know, I mean, they could they could fire us right here today, and maybe they will. Maybe they really won't like the balloon party <laughs> conversation. And TMA can go be on a YouTube's channel like that. Uh, you know, I man. mean, that's just the way that it is now. So that's why things have changed, and then people can go, oh, it's great." He got fired from 101 ESPN. He's got to be fucked. And I mean, oh, it's good. They're happy now too. Right. Everyone's happy. everyone is one. Yeah, seems like a big W. Yeah. So, uh, but that's that's that to me. If you could have that, and in a way, I guess that's why some people—that's what some people, for some people, maybe Donald Trump represented that. Then, like, he's going to go in, and he's going to shove it up people's asses, and so they were—they they loved that. Trying to draw parallels to like these, but for me, Deon Sanders with a college coach, because I feel like like Deon Deon Drinkwitz is like kind of wants to do like the spurrier slash Dion thing but it's obviously not really really who he is he's like playing the character of what he thinks the kids will like to come and play for him and when it's all said and done you got to be able to build a program and develop and evaluate talent and and win football games But that's why I love – I mean, for real, I I can't wait to watch Colorado football. And apparently everybody else can't either because they put fucking Colorado and Colorado State on in primetime
1: this week. Yeah,
2: it's both big noon kickoff and college game. They will both be there.
0: I mean, it's Colorado and Colorado State.
2: Yeah, Colorado State might get blown out by – Right. Like four, it might be 42, nothing at half. So I, th- I
0: think the story is, and some people are trying to make it racial. And I'm sure, don't get me wrong, there's always that element. Anytime you got a black guy having success involved in the United States, we got to do that thing. And don't get me wrong, I'm certain that, but for me, it could be white people. I can fucking care any less. I love his style of going, You aren't cutting it. You aren't working. You aren't good enough. You got to go. Right. Light me up on social media. Fuck off. I love it. I love it. I envy it i envy it yeah you know i envy it I, I envy it i envy it that's the thing i like that talk about doug Von nirvana i went Dion sanders freedom yeah because that's how you build winners that's freedom able. and ambition yeah. yes yeah. nice podcast good one yeah two hours I hope you like it, james. 21 i think it james carlton
2: might be our longest one at hubbard really 220 i can't imagine God, it's going I have so
0: much shit i need to do today <laughs> Like, I mean, like my real job, I mean, not my real job, but like the job that I'm in the process of building is Sound Story. And I I get home and I'm like, okay, I got to eat. And then like at three, my six-year-old's home. The one-year-old's always running around. How did I not get everything done with Sound Story? Oh, I was worked up about Dion Sanders <laughs> yeah. and bad oral sex from 20 years ago. Worth it. hundred percent. There it is. This is my this is my treat to the audience. Yeah, yeah. And sure. Jackson's weight loss tips. Yeah, always pl- always a pleasure. Thank you to the great James Carlton, Ryan Kelly, Mark Hanna, Seth Goldcamp, Jamie Burgard, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganest accurate.com AltonToyota.com, DesignAirService.com, TheHomeLoanExpert.com, CarltonInsurance.net, EvergreenStl.com. They all make this podcast possible. I'm Tim McKernan. That's Action Jackson. This has been QFTA on the Tim McKernan Show from the Home Loan Expert.com studios.